93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday. It is February 12th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The region prepared last night for round two of this winter weather blast that brought some snow to the area early this morning and will bring sleet and rain and freezing temperatures later today. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy declared a state of emergency that began at at midnight. Murphy said Monday the northwest part of the state was bracing for up to eight inches of snow. The northern and central parts of the state are expected to get snow as well as a wintry mix while southern New Jersey is likely to see sleet turning into rain. Uh, morning snow and freezing rain will give way to rain from south to north during the morning and afternoon. They're saying the morning commute is probably going to be worse than uh, later this afternoon. Because it's more a wintry mix, right? Right, but yeah. we could see uh, some of that freeze uh, a little bit later. Uh, in northern areas, icing could linger into the evening. Temperatures will gradually climb, ending up at about 38 in Philadelphia around dinner time, uh, and then holding closer to the freezing mark uh, as the night goes on. And then also up in the Lehigh Valley, they're going to be a little bit colder there. Uh, President and I are watching some dramatic footage this morning of a windshield being scraped. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you know, (laughs) Catherine Scott, you gotta love her on 6ABC, but they always send her out to do the, here's what it's like. Well, it's not snowing and maybe getting a little bit wet. Listen, I sounded like an old old lady last night because they had already called for um, Jace's school to be a two-hour delay, and they've already canceled it. And I'm like, there is nothing on the ground. And I remember as a kid, like, my dad having to go outside (laughs) and shovel a walkway down the driveway so we could either get in the car or we could walk to the bus stop. Like, and I'm like, there's nothing out there. You can't help but sound in my my day. I know. uh, You know, but it's all part of the deal. Yeah, over the years there there have been accidents and things like I that. Know, and horrible know. things that have happened when they they've gone mm, maybe we should double, you yeah, know, we should think course. that again. And you can uh, yeah, you can certainly understand that. Yeah. I am happy to report by the way Preston that that conical shaped uh, thing that uh, a windshield scraper oh, yeah, that I got yeah. on Instagram, you know, I'm a big sucker for Instagram stuff. Yeah. Works like a charm. No, kidding. really good. You what know, is cir- it? so it looks like a like a like a cone. Uh-huh. It's got a little bit of handle on the top. It's it's just round. But you do in circular motions around your windshield. Clean that mother right off. Oh, nice. I want to see this. Uh, So a winter weather advisory is in effect until as late as 6 o'clock for nearly the entire area away from the immediate coast. Although points south, including Philadelphia, could uh, be released from this sooner as uh, conditions improve. And a winter storm warning is in effect north of the Pennsylvania Turnpike until 7 p.m. Tuesday uh, as snow and an icy mix will linger a little bit longer there. A high school student, a high school girls basketball team was caught on camera using racial slurs on their team bus. Some of its star players and the coach are suspended. Pope John Paul II High School started a new week after a weekend of controversy swirling around a video posted on social media by a member of its girls varsity basketball team that included racially offensive lyrics from a popular rap song. The Archdiocese of Philadelphia found it violated its policy of acceptable use of technology and determined that each player in the video on the team bus and their head coach serve a one-game suspension. They all missed Saturday's playoff semifinals. Marlene Wood says that she's not surprised and that she tried to head off what she says were problems brewing over the past couple of years. In 2017, a group of students uh, were disciplined after posting a racially charged video with offensive language. Wood claims her granddaughter was mistreated by the same coach, now suspended. She was the only African-American player on the girls' basketball team, and she says that her granddaughter felt like she didn't belong. In that case, the Archdiocese determined that there was no discrimination 
allegation against Wood's granddaughter. She has since left the team. Safety has become a leading controversy. Uh, I'm sorry, has become the leading conversation at LaSalle University following <laughs> several frightening incidents involving students. At least two were robbed at gunpoint. Wow. The recent spike in crime led to a big meeting Monday night for students to voice their concerns. About 2,000 students signed a petition demanding a meeting on the, about their concerns uh, about crime and safety. University officials said over 300 students attended the meeting. A university spokeswoman reports that there have been seven incidents near the campus since uh, January 1st. Four robberies and three thefts or attempted thefts. LaSalle is just like a temple in many ways. It's basically all open around and it's, and, you know, there's, you buttress right up against, you know, city streets and stuff on certain parts of the campus. And yeah, but what I didn't know about LaSalle is they don't have their own uh, police force like Temple or mm. University City, University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, I've heard good things about, I was just, in fact, I was just talking to a, stem, a Temple student about the, uh, the response time of the Temple Police and then it's, their own police is really good, apparently. They have security, right? And so, their security yeah. takes care of anything on campus, but off campus... It's the police. It's yeah. the police, Well, yeah. so um, while the incident did not occur on campus, the university has tripled the number of surveillance cameras and through a grant, they have hired a Philadelphia police officer to patrol the campus from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. every day. It's a big campus. The university sends students text alerts on incidents uh, of criminal activity near the university to keep them informed. Monday night's meeting seemed to do little to put students at ease. Uh, students left saying that there was no solution. University officials are asking students to join a public safety advisory group that will look to see what else they can be doing to help address concerns about crime and safety. Uh, would it be weird to look into possibly packs of wild dogs? <laughs> might be. Um, might yeah, be weird. Think, yeah, well, then who re- what are you going to use to protect yourself uh, from yeah, them? Good point. Okay. I didn't think it through. No, Lions? you shouldn't overlook every. Right. I know, I know. And you can work some things. Sure. We've done yeah. this circle before, Steve. Then you bring in the lions and then the elephants and then the, and then then the, the mice. Then you're ordering mice online. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I've been there before. Gosh, I've seen it a million times. Sports this morning. <laughs> Uh, the Flyers lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins last night at the center. Matt Murray made a career-high 50 saves, and Sidney Crosby had a goal and an assist to yeah. lead the Penguins to a 4-1 win. Wasn't for a lack of trying. They threw yeah. 50 shots at him, man. That's they had a franchise record in the second period for number of shots. Wow. Why don't you let me get to that? Oh. 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 <laughs> wow. Whoa. Well, let's see you what shows up. You wrote it. Let's, let's see what shows up in sports tomorrow. Shut up! <laughs> God. Just making a comment. Jake Forchek's point on the Flyers. A comment that you wrote! Who <laughs> lost for just the second time in 11 games. The game included a franchise record. 28 shots oh, for that's the Flyers. fascinating. What wow. an interesting set. Second period. Poor yeah, dude's that... getting torn up for his own copy. <laughs> 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 they now stand eight games behind the Penguins. The Flyers are on the road tonight with the game in Minnesota against the Wild, and the puck drops at 8 o'clock. The Sixers, who have won two games in a row and four of their last six, are at home tonight with the game against the Boston Celtics. The two teams are the only are only a game apart in the standings. Wow. They're in fourth and fifth place in the Eastern Conference with the Sixers just a game behind the Indiana Pacers for the third spot. Tip-off for the nationally televised game is at 8 o'clock. And in baseball, every team in the bigs will have pitchers and catchers report by tomorrow. Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are still free agents.
agents. According to former Mets general manager Jim Duquette, the Yankees made Machado an offer of $220 million over seven or eight years. And for Harper, the top three teams believed to be in the in contention are the San Francisco Giants, the San Diego Padres, and the Philadelphia Phillies. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very, very much, Kathy. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we have a day planned for us. We want you to make sure you take it nice and safe. It's not too crazy right now, but when it gets in the thick of traffic later on this morning, it could get a little bit ugly, so just be aware of your surroundings on your way in this morning. A few things going on today. So we have um, we have an interesting thing happening with Tattoos Day. So we have uh, an artist named uh, Chris Shockley who is coming in. Now, he is from Ink Master Season 11. Yeah. Uh, Empire Tattoo is where he works out of, and he's going to be tattooing uh, Jim and... Uh, so mm-hmm. we have the tattoo convention coming to town. And Biggest so one in the world. All these great tattoo artists are coming into our area. And we have a special chance for you to win a tattoo on Friday morning from, and as it says here, one of the world's most prolific tattoo artists, a mm-hmm. gentleman named Clean Rock One. He's from Ink Masters and Golden Skull Tattoo in Las Vegas. Wow. See, Troy knows all of these people. Yes. You know, like Troy uh, um, is, you know, the owner of uh, Philadelphia Eddie's, Philadelphia Eddie's uh, 621. Mm-hmm. But he also, he he has created all of these tattoo conventions that are right. all over the, the country. Yep. And as a result, knows all of these guys personally. And Clean is going to come in on Friday. So if you're interested in getting a tattoo from one of the absolute best in the world, then here's what you do. We're going to give this away. Tat- text the word tattoo to 39333. Keep in mind, we want to have a Preston and Steve yeah. yes. theme in there somewhere. That's part of the deal. It's a trade-off. It's not so much as. So, but you have to be able to come in on Friday, and is Clean going to do it here? He's going to do it here. So that's the thing. Like, wow. this isn't transferable. It's not like, oh, can I just get it done at the tattoo convention on no! Saturday? No, it's got to be done here on Friday morning. So uh, if, if you can't come in on Friday, then don't text the, right. uh, to, to win. Yeah, and what's the, uh, what about size-wise and all this stuff? Obviously, you're not going to get your whole back done or anything. Something, doing... something that can be done in an hour, right? Well, I would say, you know, two hours. You know, nothing that's going to, you know, we're not doing six-hour pieces well, here. Take a look at some of the, well, you've seen some of the tattoos that we've had done on the show here. And think mm-hmm. about that size. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. Like so, a monkey between the nipples. Monkey between the nipples. <laughs> so text word tattoo, which, by the way, is spelled T-A-T-T-O-O <laughs> to 39333. And we'll have your chance to do that. We'll find out who wins a little bit later on this morning. Now, we also have Dunkin' Donuts stopping in today. Yeah! meet need. Duncan is coming in. Gentlemen, they are bringing what we've talked about in the past few days. The heart-shaped, bling-sprinkled <laughs> cookie dough and brownie batter double-filled donuts. <laughs> yeah. So they will be here. I haven't tried it yet. Kathy and I will smell them for we, you. I can't wait to smell them. Yes. It's going to be great. <laughs> we're not eating. So uh, we're on the no-eat diet. Yeah. Uh, but they'll be in and we'll have your chance to win some goodies from those guys this morning. So listen up for your chance to grab some stuff. So we have these things and more and we're just, essentially, we're going to be your company on the way in this morning. That's what we do here on the President Steve Show, especially when you're distracted by the all the, the traffic and the, the weather and all that stuff. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. Some entertainment stories and a stupid question is what await you. We'll be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. 
Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com to score $10 lift tickets and for details on how to register your sled to compete for cash and prizes. From WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Choose to love in any language with a Valentine's Day Spa Package from Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. Visit HandandStone.com or one of their 50 locations and give the gift of relaxation this Valentine's Day. Red, red, red. Is she seeing red? Well, she wants to this Valentine's Day. Give her one of Stephen Singer's famous Valentine's Day red 24-karat gold dip roses starting at only 59 bucks with free shipping. A gift that lasts a lifetime. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. So the stupid question this morning is a pair of tickets to see Jim Florentine, Rich Falls, Robert Kelly, and Ron Bennington, they're going to be at the Keswick Theater coming up on Friday, March eighth. So I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a, a Black History Month question. Uh, our buddy Craig Senesees. Craig, of course, is a big time comic aficionado. Here is a really good question. All right, which member of the Avengers hails from Philadelphia? Which member of the Avengers hails from Philadelphia? Here's a clue. He's black. Two one five two six three. WMMR is Black History Month. So yes. there, there is a question that narrows it down a little bit. But which member of the Avengers hails from Philadelphia? Did not know this. I love that stuff. Call right now. Two one five two six three. WMMR. And while you're calling in, I'll mention some birthdays that are being celebrated today on Tuesday, February twelfth. That is Josh Brolin's birthday today. Speaking of the Avengers, Thanos himself. Uh, is turning 51 today. And Cable. And Cable Gets as well. to play two characters, like Chris Evans got uh, two uh, two Marvel characters. Yeah, yeah. He was in Deadpool 2 as Cable. Yeah. Uh, so many great movies over the years, man. American Gangster, uh, No Country for Old Men, Milk, The Goonies, yeah. <laughs> and so on. When you see him back then, it, it's, God, it looks, it, he looks like he's nine years old because he's, he's now such a, you know, Macho, grizzled sort of looking guy, especially his cable and everything. But for Christ's sake, he, well, he like was kind of macho in the Goonies. If he you was remember. macho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's he had right. a spider bike. Yeah, I, I, he's uh, he's really grown on me. That guy, yeah. he's a great actor. Uh, he's fifty one today. Christina Ricci, uh, who is from the Adams Family and the Ice Storm and Monster, a whole bunch of movies. She's, yes, uh, thirty nine today. Wednesday Adams, right? Yep, it's Arsenio Hall's birthday too. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Casey wrote a fan letter to him. The only fan letter the I ever only wrote. Fan letter I love that guy. I forget yeah. the legend. Did you? Uh, you? I never heard back. But you? Do? You, did you get to bring this up to him when we talked to him? <sighs> I think Maybe? you did. I think you did. I think I did. How could you let that pass? I, I think didn't I, realize how bad the show was. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? The thing I liked most about that show was he had a really awesome band. He did. They had top-notch musicians in that band. They were pretty aggressive. He's 64 today. And I have information on him coming up in music news, and, or I mean in the entertainment report in a moment. Uh, actor Michael Ironside. Uh, one of the classic villains. Well, villains, he's also played good guys. Mm. What, who is he a classic? Oh, in uh, uh, Total Recall. Wait, Total Recall, Total Scanners. Recall, yeah. yeah, he's... he's Scanners, that's he right. Top Gun? Was he and he's Top Gun. He's a good guy in yeah. Top Gun. Yeah, he was uh, Jester, was his uh, call sign. Because you had Viper and Jester. Yeah. yeah. And Woo-hoo! Tom Skerritt was uh, Viper. Stinky. Uh, and Stinky Pants. 
Uh, Why do I get stinky pants? Shut up. He was also in Free Willy and Starship Troopers. I love Free Willy. (laughs) Me too, Kathy. Do you remember (laughs) that from from the corner there? When he put his hand up and tickled his belly. Yeah. I, and, and here's a story that's going to warm your heart. Uh, that uh, I think that killer whale died of starvation <laughs> when they were trying to return it to the ocean. Uh, Kathy, do you remember like the Native American prayer that they would say so he could jump over that? He wouldn't be able to jump over the jetty without didn't. them saying this thing. What, what was, was it? it? Sanana Ayun. Yeah, Aesis. yeah, yeah. Sanana, hey, 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 killer whale. Wait a minute, say it again, Kathy. Sanana Ayun Aesis. Sanana Ayun Aesis. Okay. Sanana. I never I saw that movie. <gasps> I know. Free Willy screening party. <laughs> Wait a minute. Nell knows it. Where are y'all gone what? Um, what was the big song? Killer Whale Gone Away. Yeah, killer Whale Gone Away. Michael I'm so tight. Killer Whale So Tight Tight. Like. The Michael Jackson Michael song, Michael Jackson right? song. Yeah. Hold me. Alright, so uh whose birthday was it? It was uh, Orca Free Willy's birthday. No. Oh. No, Michael it was Iron Michael Ironside Iron was in Free Willy. Yes. I'm sorry, I never saw the movie. He's sixty nine today. Uh China Phillips yes. of uh, Wilson Phillips is uh, also fifty one like uh, Josh Brolin. And was not in Free Willy. No. I had a thing for her. Yes. I thought she was very, very pretty. Short, cropped, blonde hair. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And she was in, uh, she, if you see ever see Bridesmaids, Preston, they all come out at the end, Wilson Phillips. Do they? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. See, I, I, it's one of those movies. It's on one of those, yeah. yeah. Like Free Willy. Uh, and who? who uh, what was the other member of Wilson Phillips? She used to live in Maniac. Oh, uh, oh Yeah. Carney Wilson? Carney Wilson. Carney Wilson. Yes. Yeah, used to live in Maniac. She had her stomach stable, lost a whole bunch of weight, or she had a gastric bypass yeah. of some sort. She yeah. got it, like, early on when they first started yeah. doing it. Then she put a lot of weight back on and took it back off. Yep. Uh, it's also Judy Bloom's birthday today, the author. Classic children's, or, or tween author, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, That'd be her realm. When I was working in the Beedleton Bookstore in the Bayshore Mall... God, those books would fly off the shelves. Really popular, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Uh, so Judy Bloom is 81 today. Uh, Steve, Joe Don Baker. Joe Don Baker, the original uh, Walking Tall. Buford T. Pusser, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he was in Fletch, right? He was in... F- uh, yeah, he yes. was the chief. Yeah. That's he's, right. He's the whammer in The Natural. Yeah, he was also in Mars Attacks and Tomorrow Never's Di- Never Dies. So, uh, But he's 83 years old today. I always liked him. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is director Darren Aronofsky. Yes. Uh, great movies like The Wrestler and uh, Black Swan and Mother, which and, I never saw. Which has got terrible reviews. But yeah, he, he was da- right? No, no. He was dating Jennifer Lawrence for a long time. Yeah, during that time. During right? that time, yeah. Mother, yeah. Mother. Uh, so he's 50 today. All right, we'll see if uh, somebody knows the answer to this question. Um, which member of the Avengers hails from Philadelphia? And I will go to Patrick, see if we can uh, get the answer. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Good morning. Uh, so who uh, on the Avengers is from Philadelphia? Uh, would that be James Rohde, a.k.a. War Machine? Yeah, yeah, Rohde. You got it right. Hang on, Patrick. <laughs> Got a pair of tickets for you to see Jim Florentine, Rich Foss, Robert Kelly, and Ron Bennington on Friday, March 8th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. Tickets are on sale now at AXS.com, and you can click contest, concerts, I'm sorry, at WMMR.com for complete details. You know what? And uh, 
that would have made sense because who originally played? I am blanking on the Terrence actors. Howard. Terrence yeah. Howard, who lives around here, yes, from Philadelphia, did play Rhodey in that first movie in, in the original. In the first- Iron Man. Yeah, and in the original right. comic series, he always ate a Panera, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, in Plymouth right. Meeting, because it's where we saw Terrence Howard. We saw him at the blind store. He, in, no, the light store. The light store yes. in that same strip mall. Mm-hmm. Who saw him at Guitar Center? Was that me? That was I you. you. Yeah. I saw him. come on the show. He said yes, and then never came. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, you know, listen, it's a... It's a Big uh, traveling distance from Plymouth meeting to here. I liked him in that role. I mean, I yeah. love Don Cheadle. He's great. But I, he could have been a good war machine Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Um, speaking of movies, uh, Roma and The Favorite won big at the British Academy of Film and Television Arts Awards on Sunday. That's also known as the BAFTAs, <laughs> which is the equivalent of the Oscars in the UK. And now we present... The Pompous Pompous Award. (laughs) 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 Baptists are actually, though, a lot of times um, will pick, will nominate movies that elude American audiences that, Mm -hmm. you know, that are actually really good, that kind of get looked over. Yeah. um, I'll just run down the short list of of some of the winners. Uh, So, best film went to Roma. Case I know you hated that movie. I, you know, I, I watched a few minutes of it, and everyone was telling me how staggeringly boring it was. So I yeah. just checked out. I have no real desire to see it. Yeah, it's is that no? It's, no, it's just a, it's sort of a slice of life, it's scripted, right? Though, yes, those, those are actors. Those are actors. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was maybe um, cartoon. No, no, it's definitely not a cartoon. I or if it had something to do with. Uh, uh, the director's mother, uh, Alfonso Curion. Yes, yeah. who, by the way, who directed and co-wrote Gravity. Yeah. So talk about yeah. a, a, a different kind of movie. Well, it won. It beat out uh, Black Klansman, the favorite, uh, Green Book, and A Star is Born. Uh, Nick, I bring this up for you. The winner of the documentary... Uh, BAFTA is Free Solo. That's wow. cool. Tell me about that movie. I love that movie. It's one of my top five from uh, 2018. It's really well done. And uh, you want to see a study into a, a different type of a mind, go see Free Solo. Alex Honnold is uh, nuts. It's about free climbers. about him, right? And, and he just... climbs El Cap in in, in uh, Yosemite, and he does it without ropes. And mm. it's just a really compelling movie. Wow. I, I saw it as well. And, Nick, the guy, you got the, the, the people getting the shots. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? And, uh, yeah, it's... I mean, to but this guy since birth was sort of um, built this way because it was in the family as well. I'm so, just afraid this is uh, he's going to die this way. Uh, but he he's not, and that's the amazing I know, thing is, I know, yeah, he doesn't. He he just goes for it. It's he, just it's it's much of a study as his, into his personality as it, it is into his accomplishments. Yeah, he more than likely will die doing that. Well, the family was wealthy to begin with because the grandfather invented the clapper. So, oh uh, wow, and. It's a bitch. You can't do it when you're using your hands <laughs> no, you to climb freaking El Capitan. Uh, he's so that was number clapper one. money. Uh, then uh, best animated film, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won that. So you loved it. It's a really, really good movie. Uh, best director went to Alfonso Cuarón for Roma. So he won the big one, too, there. Uh, leading actress went to Olivia Colman for The Favorite. Yes. Uh, then you have leading actor going to Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. It's. I'm wondering, Preston... With all these accolades, is it possible that he pulls out the Oscar for Best Actor? Because I actually would have considered that sort of a long shot. Me too. Me too. But well, maybe not. Maybe. There's so much widespread acceptance of it that yeah, you when never you get know. award after award like this mm-hmm. uh, from left field, uh, it it certainly draws favor from the the voters. Yep. Uh, supporting actress was Rachel Wise for the favorite, and supporting actor is uh, Mahershala Ali for Green Book. 
So the BAFTAs are in the books now. Oscars up next. When are those? They're in March or are they in March. March? Yeah, March. 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 Uh, let's see. What else I have for you? We'll start with this. Reports say that the staff of Wendy Williams' TV show does not want her to come back. And actually, they feel relieved without her there. That's the problem. Oh, jeez. Like, uh, apparently, the show is also doing better in the ratings without her. Oh, yeah. my God. She's known to be a top-level diva. Yes. Uh, so, Has always been known as that. Uh, according to Radar Online, a source said that employees from the show hope that the TV host and her husband, Kevin Hunter, never return because work wow. is much better when the couple is not around. Well, Nick Cannon hosted it for a, a bit, right? Is he continuing on with that? You know what? I'm not sure of that status, Steve. Uh, the source explained it has been like a vacation having guest hosts. The greatest thing ever, but we miss you, Wendy. Everyone is laughing and smiling and working together. We all had gotten so used to walking on eggshells around Wendy and Kevin that we forgot what a fun work environment was. <laughs> that doesn't bode well for them. No. So wait, she's not going to be the host of the Wendy Williams show anymore? Well, well she's been sick. Yeah, I know, I know. But she but... was actually sick and then she had to extend it. Now, yeah. a lot of the belief is extension, the extension has to do with um, uh, contractual things and stuff like that. But her husband is the producer of the show. Yeah, so, yeah, they yeah, so there you go. Uh, the source continued saying, at first, the staff was worried about losing their jobs. Now it looks like the show can survive without Wendy, and a lot of people don't want her to return. My problem with Wendy is that she um, she took the, how you doing, from the uh, Friends, mm. and that's her catchphrase. Try to turn that into her phrase. Oh, really? sorry, man. Yeah, that's Can't do that. that. Was done a while back. Uh, meanwhile, the source added that uh, Wendy's diva behavior dragged down her employees, the source explained there were so many unwritten rules, but working with Wendy, you couldn't contact her directly. Only certain staff members could actually talk with her. Well, and it was reflected also in the way they responded to her sickness. They sent her a bouquet of dead rats. <laughs> according to and the within there was a subtle message. According to the source, Hunter was the source of a lot of drama on the set. Ah, and the source said there is uh, no one was allowed to disagree with him. It was a nightmare work environment. You never knew what mood Wendy or Kevin were going to be in. Wow. So, yeah, but they said towards the. When she finally did get sick for the first time, they had reduced the onset whippings by 25%. Okay. Well. So they were going in the right direction. Kim Kardashian has opened up about a sentimental piece of jewelry that survived her 2016 Paris robbery. She posted a 2007 photo of herself wearing her diamond cross along with the caption that says, So this necklace that I have on is a diamond cross from Jacob. Who's a jeweler, I guess. All right. And, We're supposed to know that. And it was the first piece of jewelry that I bought when I got my first check. From uh, my porn movie. Uh, she said, <laughs> when I was when I was at Robbed, this was taken from me. When I was at Robbed? I don't know. Uh, maybe that's the hashtag. Hashtag however, at Robbed. However, on the way out, the robbers dropped one piece of jewelry in the street, and this was it. It's very sentimental to me. Just wanted to share. Listen, I, I have no doubt, that, you know, that was a horribly traumatic experience, mm-hmm. you know. So um, uh, did they, what's the word on the people that did it? They caught a number of them. Did they catch them all? I don't remember. Okay. I do not remember. Because it was based on some inside information and also they, they had seen, um, I guess there had been all sorts of social media posts yeah. saying where they were and they followed up on those as well. You think someday there'll be a movie, a story oh, yeah. of her life? Because, you know what, if you have something like that in it, that actually would be a pivotal, dramatic moment. That is a mo- dramatic mm-hmm. moment. Story. Yeah. They have talked about it. Uh, and the, the person that they've talked about playing her is Liam Neeson. Which I- <laughs> <laughs> 
My name is Kim Kardashian. I'm a famous butt model. Yeah. I'm going to be going out for a little while. I'm going to leave my jewelry here. Yeah. You know, uh, on Your that specific set of skills involves my butt room and going, la, la, la. <laughs> and oh, baby, and chewing my gum and cracking it. <laughs> on that uh, on that post, Preston, that you were reading from Kim Kardashian, her sister, Chloe commented, and she wrote, uh, you are very sentimental to me, which is nice. And then same with the juicy sweats, same with the Chanel bag. Same, same, same. Is she what? being silly about being sentimental about the juicy bag and the uh, sweats? Same with the Chanel bag. Same. I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows with that complex Did you family? guys, when you got your first porn check, did you buy something sentimental? Yeah, that I you did. Have? Yeah. I bought a flesh doll. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. I do actually have a little piece of sentimental... Uh, uh, I have a sentimental piece that I carry with me all the time. What is it? It's the key that I got when I first got hired at Y100. It was the key to the building, and I still have Shut it. Shut up. Yeah. With you? Yeah. Let me see that thing. Yeah. I would like to see that. That's pretty, that's cool. That is kind of cool. Can I see that? remember this key. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we all had those. Yeah. Yes, that was for the, the door at Y100. No way. Yeah. Well, that's kind of old neat. school key. That's kind of neat case. Yeah. So nice. I do. There's I mean, a ring on here too. What's this ring? That's uh, the ring that I, my wedding ring that I got too fat for. Okay. <laughs> One of these days I'll fit back into that thing, like my old wedding dress. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> that's my wedding ring. <laughs> All right. Please place the wedding ring on your husband's keychain. <laughs> it fit when we had it sized. Yeah. Listen, you'll be back there in no time. Not only did I grow into it, but I grew out of it. Yeah. I'm a big boy. <laughs> Stocky. All right. Moving on. Uh, reports say that Bill Cosby's family has not visited him in prison since he's been behind bars. What? Yeah. Uh, the not even the missus? Say that the reason the family hasn't visited the TV icon is because he doesn't want them to see him in that position. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's thrown on the floor. Yeah, doggy style. Please don't do this. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Uh, Andrew Wyatt, a spokesperson for the 81-year-old, said that uh, Cosby that's one pudding Papa could have done without. Uh, doesn't want nor expect his wife Camille of their or their four daughters uh, to visit him. He's allowed to make obviously phone calls, right? I would uh, think yeah. so. Yeah, he explained. Uh, Bill doesn't. Uh, he doesn't want to have them in that environment. Why put them in that position? Uh, to make it uh, turn into something, some form of a circus. Uh, I was recently removed to the moved to the uh, general population. We talked about that a few days ago, and it said uh, that he's getting along, excuse me, very well with his in- fellow inmates. Uh, the legally blind TV legend has reportedly selected inmates who help him get around the area. Well, they are trying to break him a little bit, Preston, because they want him to ride in the prison rodeo. Oh, so jeez. <laughs> it's like stir crazy. Just like wow, stir crazy. Just like that. You never know. <laughs> All right. Where's um, my sweater? How about uh, this? Meghan Markle, her father, Thomas, now, before we head down the same road, uh, has revealed a five-page letter that she sent him. Oh. According to the Daily Mail, Mark Markle wrote the letter to her dad in August of last year, and the letter read, Your actions have broken my heart to him into a million pieces, not simply because you have manufactured such unnecessary and unwarranted pain, but by making the choice to not tell the truth as you are puppeteered in this, uh, something I will never understand. She also noted how her dad didn't contact her after he claimed that he was, quote, frozen out by the royals. 
She continued saying, I have only ever loved, protected, and defended you, offering whatever financial support I could, worrying about your health. So the week of the wedding to hear that you were having a heart attack through a tabloid was horrifying. I called and texted. I begged you to accept help. We sent someone to your home, and instead of speaking to me to accept this or any help, you stopped answering your phone and chose to only speak to tabloids. Mm. She said, please stop exploiting my relationship with my husband. I realize you are so far down this rabbit hole that you feel or may feel there's no way out. But if you take a moment to pause, I think you'll see that being able to live with a clear conscience is more valuable than any payment in the world. So who released this letter? He did. He did. So this is her ripping him to shreds. And I, I Do don't understand this guy at all. Well, I don't know. There's no comment that comes along with this that I've read in this story. So I don't know if he's saying, look, <laughs> I've been bad and here's what she had to I've say. I've been to a me. bad boy. I, I don't know. How much um, did he get paid for it? Yeah, yeah, right. He sold it to the Enquirer. That you know what? Probably. Well, the Daily Mail, the Daily Mail be, yeah. ran it, so maybe he sold it. Dude, come on, man. Yeah, the Daily Mail has purchased uh, stories yeah. in the past. So that, I, I, again, we've said many times. Do you want to patch up the relationship with your daughter? Go off the grid. Yeah, stop. Stop appearing in, in the in the in the press. Take a long break and maybe give it some time, yeah. and maybe you can re. You know, connect. Is she a princess? I, I I don't know. How does that work? Yeah, yes, yeah, okay. yeah. Right. she's a princess. Yeah. So I, who knows, man? But um, we'll see if there's a follow up to this. Hey, rumor has it that Angelina Jolie is pursuing Sean Penn. No, in order to get revenge on Brad Pitt and Charlize Theron dating. I don't believe. I don't this. believe it for a second. N- not at all. This is according to NW, whatever that is. Uh, Jolie has been flirting up a storm with the actor in an effort to get him. A source said they've met at least twice since Brad and Charlize's oh, dating. They met, huh? Came yeah! out. Yeah! Uh, Sean says they were already pretty close, but they've decided to ramp things up since their exes got together. Uh, this, uh, according to Gossip Cock. Cop, uh, I didn't. I stopped. You meant it. Yeah, you as in cop. Rooster, please. It's the number one magazine. Uh, There's no C at the end. Farms. <laughs> Uh, according to Gossip Cops, this story is not true. Brad Pitt's rep says that he's never dated Theron. Any rep for Jolie says that she's not interested in dating anyone and is focusing on work with her child. So I don't nah, know. Nah, but, you know, right blah, now, blah, blah, Pitt blah. is macking on uh, Jennifer Aniston. I'm, uh, I would hope, because he went to the uh, the birthday party. You, you think he's macking on that? I don't really, but I want to live with his fantasy. Because I, I did like that original pairing. Here's our big story of the morning. Yeah, All right. No way. Coming to America 2 might actually be happening. Yeah! A sequel to the 1988 smash hit comedy has been in the works for a few years now, and the last update we had came in 2017 with the news that Blackish creator uh, Kenny Barris was writing the script for Jonathan Levine directing, but Levine is no longer involved. Deadline reports that Hustle & Flow filmmaker Craig Brewer is now on board to direct with Eddie Murphy reprising his role as Akeem, a pampered African prince who, in the original movie, came to America to find a self-empowered wife different from the fawning individuals of his own country. So, hey, it's Kunta Kinte! So he has, Eddie, as you hear him right there, has actually uh, said that he's he's on board. It's definitely happening. So <laughs> Brewer helmed both Hustle & Flow and the 2011 Footloose remake, Recently, he's been directing a number of episodes of the TV series Empire. You know what you need, though? 
John Landis was the director on uh, Coming to America. He was. All right. And okay. so uh, despite now he and Eddie can sometimes have, you know, butt heads in the past. Butted heads, I guess. Uh, and uh, but that from that comes this wonderful stuff. But uh, and, and even Eddie Murphy says, you know, he's 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 the director. But um, he's so much of the humor you enjoy in coming to America comes from Landis's vision. Yeah. I, so that's the only thing. I would like for it to be all of the original, Landis included. What's the uh, the chick up to? His uh, his right. wife. She's right. gonna be in it. So, I'll, I'll, or yeah. there there are ideas that they they might all be back. So, anyhow, Brewer has uh, an established relationship with Eddie, right. uh, having just directed the comedy icon in the upcoming film called Dolomite Is My Name. Uh, and in a statement, Murphy praised Brewer's work on that movie. He said, after many years of anticipation, I'm thrilled that Coming to America 2 is officially moving forward. We've assembled a great team that will be led by Craig Brewer, who just did an amazing job on Dolomite. And I am looking forward to bringing all these classic and beloved characters back to the big screen. So, which that statement seems to suggest, yeah, 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 that the original cast will be back. Arsenio Hall, Sherry Headley is her name. John Amos. John Amos and James Earl Jones. Possibly, so uh, that could be cool. It'd be fun. So the story, the rumor is, will find Akeem learning that he has a long-lost son and he must return to America once more to meet his unlikely heir to the throne. I don't know where that would have happened. Yes. I don't know when and where he would have had an estranged son, but uh, the hope is to start filming sometime this year which would uh, be welcome news to both fans of the original and Murphy himself, who has been trying to get the film off the ground for a yeah. while. Because in the original, he was very, um, he was he was not sleeping around when he got here. Well, n- not when he got to America, but he with his bathing girls, he right. did uh, have his way with them. Huh. Yeah. Or at least uh, his dad asked. suggested, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so um, I don't know. I Listen, don't know how they'll work that out. It's cool. I hope it, if they yeah. do it, you know, hope for the best. Yep, exactly. Uh, The ratings for the 2019 Grammy Awards were up a tiny bit from last year. Uh, According to the New York Post, the show, which was hosted by Alicia Keys, scored 19.9 million viewers, up slightly from last year's 19.8 million viewers. Uh, Last year's show, which was hosted by James Corden, came very close to the lowest ratings CBS has ever received for a Grammy's telecast, which actually isn't that much off, 19.04 million viewers in 2009. So It it stays in the same range. It's what it it does. It's fairly flat, so they they did pretty decent. Um, This is interesting. E! News has reported that Gabrielle Union and Julianne Hoff are joining the judging panel for season 14 of America's Got Talent. This huh. is kind of wild because for them to join, two people have to be let go. Yes, so uh, Heidi Klum and Mel B are going away. Oh. Right, and they've been with it, with it for a while. They have been. I'm glad Heidi Klum's going because... Yeah, you don't like her? Not, well, she's great on Project Runway. Right. I think she's fine <laughs> there. Um, but she is not fit to judge certain performers. Stand-up comedy, she can't do that. She doesn't get it. You know what I mean? She doesn't understand. Um, She's a, a little bit how, out of that yeah, realm. Yeah, 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 no, I, I, I hear so. you. Yeah. I always thought her, her ability to assess talent or at least to comment on things of the few times that I watched the show seemed to be uh, lacking. Yeah. I uh, I never watch it. I actually yeah. watched it last night. How was it? Uh, it was really good. Was it? Yeah. They had... Uh, 
They had a, a, a duo, knife-throwing duo. Oh. And I'm like, ah, whatever. It was impressive. <laughs> was Doran Boss on that It thing? was impressive. I didn't watch the whole thing. Okay. I watched two acts. When I say I watched it, I yes. mean, I watched some you of it. You saw yeah, some of I it. I saw some of it. You were ch- and surfing. I, well, I guess, and, and they're doing like their, their past champions are facing off against each other. Yeah, yeah they had Susan Boyle, right? Oh, I didn't see yeah. her. They, the only ones I saw were uh, a girl who is a uh, ventriloquist and oh my sings. God. Oh, that Shut girl. Up, right? Well, she I just, won the whole thing at one point. Yeah. And was they it? were really fawning on her. And I'm like, this is nice. It's impressive. But really? Yeah. So, uh, but the, the concept is, are, would people pay to see that in Las Vegas? Right. Then they had a girl who's a really good singer, had horrific burns all over her body. I saw her. She was great. Yeah. And then this knife-throwing couple, they were phenomenal. Phenomenal. But more ventriloquists, huh? Well, you know, there's another there's another show like this. It, it, I think it premiered after the uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. You want to hear something with pretty a, sad. With uh, Drew Barrymore, and it's, it's the same thing. My wife was going through the top-earning comedians of last year, and two of the top ten were ventriloquists, Jeff Dunham and then some other clown. And I'm an actual like, clown. And, and I yeah. weep for this country. No! And weep for this in Las country. Vegas, that's, yeah. and that's, where the, that's, the thing. that's where they go over. The Vegas. And they have take, huge theaters. Take a look at the audience yeah. makeup in, in the, <laughs> the Vegas show. They've too. all got cups of quarters. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, But anyhow, uh, this could be cool. I love both Gabrielle Union and Julianne Hoff. So uh, they, uh, Simon Cowell and Howie Mandel will return as judges. Terry Crews is going to host... Uh, and Meredith R., the president of the uh, the group at NBC Entertainment, said uh, Gabrielle and Julianne are two of the most aspirational women in the business. They're so aspirational and top of being on top of being uh, electric entertainers with talent across disciplines. Yeah, I'm excited to see how their knowledge, compassion, and sheer joy enhance the experience for acts and viewers. Shut the f- up! Like, thank you. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one last thing. According to E! News, Candace Cameron Bure, is that how you say her last name? Oh, yeah. And uh, Jody Sweeten talked about how Fuller House may end next season. And uh, Candace revealed we're definitely going to have a wedding. I don't know if if we'll have one, two, or three weddings. There's going to be a wedding. Uh, Candace and Andrea and I have all talked, and we think that a triple wedding might be kind of a fun way to go out with Jimmy and Steph and Steve and DJ and Kimmy and Fernando. <laughs> How long has this thing been on, by the way? I don't know. This three reboot. years, maybe? Is it three years? Has it been longer than yeah. that? Uh, Somebody's getting married. <laughs> they are on their fourth season. Fourth, fourth season. season. And it, it first premiered in uh, 1987. So this would be five seasons, right, if they wrap it up next Season? Yeah. I guess so. She said, I think that would be a nice way to tie everything up. So we'll see if that ends up happening. All right, we're ready for clips. Let's do this. Exciting now. Uh, after a short hiatus, this is us returns tonight. Kathy, your show. Yes, I love it. With the kids reflecting on different memories of their childhood in this clip, Niles Fitch, who plays the 17-year-old version of Randall, reveals how the show has affected his own childhood. My father passed away when I was about uh, 12 and I spent many years, you know, coping with that and not fully addressing it, uh, even though I went to counseling groups and stuff like that. But being able to watch it on TV and it be so similar to what happened in my life, it really affected me and it helped me grow as a person. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> Wait, did you say it was on a hiatus? Yes. Uh, yeah, they yeah. like mid-season hiatus. Yeah, but they had, they had two shows in January. Did they? Yeah. Man, what are you, why are you harshing our butt? No, no, no. I just was wondering because it wasn't on. I, I didn't see the new episode, so I'm like, I wonder what happened, where they went, and now you're saying they're back. Uh, well, when... I'm sorry. What day of the week is it on? 
I don't know why you DVR it. Uh, well, by the way, were they repeats, Kathy, by any chance? Uh, Encore presentations? No, I don't think. No, I mean, they were new to me. All right. Uh, this is Us Airs tonight at 9 on NBC. Tonight. Glad we cleared <laughs> all that up. Tonight, <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe plays a failure-fearing, low-level angle in the new TBS series Miracle Workers. Angel, Angel, not angle. <laughs> I okay. died and then I saw angles. <laughs> uh, Miracle Workers. Here he talks about what it's like to work alongside Steve Buscemi, who is playing God. We have all watched him for like so much of our lives doing and just having this incredible varied career. And then just to also meet that person, find out that they're just like a lovely, normal human being. It's just it gives you so much faith in um, actors. <laughs> Doesn't he talk funny? Miracle Workers <laughs> premieres tonight on TBS. There we go. All right, got it all for you. Everything you need to know, my friend. I don't think right there's there. any other information you need than what we just got in the I don't past think 25 minutes. Any other information available? No, to be honest. You I kind of suck the information out of the world. Every bit of it. Uh, I would like to give something away at this point in time. I have a pair of passes to meet Ty Pennington. Whoa! Saturday, the Home and Garden Show at the Greater May Philadelphia Ex- <laughs> Expo Center. Uh, Ty, 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 Ty. So it's Saturday at two o'clock, uh, and it's in Oaks, and we'll take caller number twenty-two, and we will give that to you two one five two six one five two six three WMMR. Get tickets for the Home and Garden Show at phillyhomeandgarden.com. There you go. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure to stay with us. Be careful on the road this morning. We'll cover some of the traffic and stuff when we get back. Stay back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, hey, our friends from Dunkin' Donuts here. We're going to do some giveaways in a little while. Not at this very moment, but we do have some gift cards they brought us. And uh, make sure you stop into Dunkin' and get the heart-shaped bling-sprinkled and cookie dough brownie batter double-filled donuts. Yeah! I haven't even glanced at these yet, but I know oh, yeah. they, they brought a whole bunch out here. I was actually laying all over them. Uh, <laughs> President Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer participation may vary. I'm so excited. I am going to do the uh, Dunkin' bouquet of uh, little munchkins oh, yeah. and, and the heart donuts uh, for Jace. That's a great idea. Yeah, when he gets home from school, I'm going to have it all ready to go. But... What's, what's the phrase that you that accompanies it? You, you, uh, uh, m- Kathy m- runs on Dunkin'? No, no, no. There, oh. there was a... Uh, <laughs> no, yes, but thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, there, there, was a, there was a phrase that the woman who did it for her husband husband oh and there was uh, you 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 don't not yeah what did she say leave I, me something something it, like it that. was clever oh, the it caller was, we had right yeah, right yeah. she had a special saying when she presented her dunkin donuts bouquet i forget know? what she said now but i have a question um which is just open-ended because i don't know if you guys are going to be able to answer it but do you think i'll be able to get these valentine's day donuts later in the day and not just in the morning i think so yeah. right oh, come on okay yeah all right Stop Besides, it, we run on them. Exactly. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We've got to have some pull. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, sweets and so on, uh, I did see this that we were talking about uh, Reese's cups yesterday. Or Kathy says Reese's. Re- yeah, my Reese's yeah. cups. Reese's cups. <laughs> Much to the pain of many people who let her know immediately. Uh, Hershey's.com has confirmed that uh, Reese's peanut butter cups uh, thins will be available. What? In okay. both dark chocolate and milk chocolate variety, so it's you know a l- little smaller. It's gonna they're gonna be, excuse me, forty percent thinner than huh. your regular Reese's, and now less. Not a replacement, just another option. They're saying so they're you know less calorically, and you can still have a little treat. Yeah, they've done stuff like this uh, mm-hmm. over the year with it. You know, like fun sizes, and I remember Oreos. You know, had the uh, they increased the amount of cream, and then they reduced it, and then yeah. they were just selling like. 
These cookies. I, I think they're going to market this towards the counting calories person who still wants a little treat. I'll give it a smell. Sure, you can <laughs> give it a smell. No. So how how uh, you you're you are taking in calories? You're just being very rigid, correct? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I'm doing that be, be balanced program. Oh, cool. Right. No, it's actually working out fine. I'm not starving, and uh, but yes, I'm trying to lose weight. All right. Uh, you know what? I have a few things in the junk drawer. I guess. Oh, I could clean really? Up. Yeah. yeah wow. Why don't we do that? We had talked, and I had no idea. Yeah. I, uh, I, well, I, I just I went through my. I have a, a giant stack of papers here. This essentially is the junk drawer. Stack of papers. And sometimes I need to clean it out. So, um, <laughs> posting on social media for parents. And uh, uh, sometimes parents, well, what do you mean sometimes? All the time. Parents like to post what their young children are up to. Uh, but the question is, can parents be guilty of sharing too much about their kids online? There is a name yes. for it, as there always is, a phenomenon called sharenting. Sharenting. <laughs> yes. All right. And now some experts say that parents ought to pay closer attention to what they're sharing, and they might be oversharing a bit. I just watched a documentary uh, on, uh, it's called Social Animals, about the impact oh. of uh, of uh, Facebook. And I want to see this. Yeah. And uh, it was really, really eye-opening in, in a couple of different ways. But yeah, I... I I I see it all the time. Yeah. Parents oversharing stuff, and and you, listen, I get you love your kids, but but we don't ratchet it back a little bit. <laughs> my son is twelve, and when uh, the first few years of his life, my ex wife really did not uh, care at all for any sharing of anything yeah. of his online, and and I disagreed with her, but I got it. I understood her her perspective on it. Uh, I'll post things of him from time to time, mostly on Instagram for whatever reason. I try to keep it off of Twitter, but um. There are still parents who are very protective of putting anything of their kids anywhere online. You don't want to. You don't know who's looking at that stuff. You don't want to alert them. I remember in the infantile days of Facebook when it, you know, got out into the public and so forth. And I remember posting a picture of one of my kids, just a regular picture of Parker or Carter or something like that. I remember my friend Sandy going, are you sure you want to do that? You don't know what types of people are looking at this. I'm like. You know, and at the time I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! A pedophile might get pleasure from this or something along." It was just a picture of yeah, my kid. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't them. Oh, I naked or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, that that sensitivity died pretty quickly. But at first, right. it was like, "What are you doing? You know? <laughs> How know. could you?" I, I think that sensitivity still exists. It's just much more in the minority. But I, I posted a video of of Ben when he was four or five. Uh, singing, he was in the tub. He was singing he was me happy birthday. Singing happy birthday to Kathy. It was just an adorable kid in the tub, and I got flack for it for posting quote unquote nude videos of my son on yeah. on YouTube. I mean, people yeah. are it, damned if you, you do, couldn't damned if see you don't. anything. He was just in the bath. I know, I know. But the the issue that this makes on hang on a second, Kathy. The issue that this makes is that you should consider your kid before you post stuff, and actually, especially with older children, <laughs> give them veto power. Over any disclosures that you're planning on making. And here's why I can guess why this would be the case. Because you don't want them 15, 20 years later to say, why did you post this shot of me with a matchbox car up my butt? Yeah. Right? Uh, it's like the the movie Parenthood. Why'd you make me play second base? Yeah. <laughs> and he's out shooting people right, from the yeah. tower. You know? Well, and we all have the person that does that. Like I'm sure everyone here is thinking of the person that you know that does that on Facebook mm-hmm. or whatever social media medium you're on, and it can get really annoying. I mean, yeah. yes, great, we can we can follow along with your life, but like every aspect of it is mm-hmm. not necessary. Yeah, all of my children and my wife get veto power, and uh, and and I'm okay with that, and like. So here's the other weird thing is that now my kids' classmates will follow me 
on so that's got to be weird. So you're you're on this show mm-hmm. with and the, and the stuff that we do, and they follow you. Has that caused I, any I, issues? I alert the parents. Yeah, I go, hey, listen, just want to let you know that so and so just started following me on Instagram. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a good follow for a fifth, sixth, seventh grader. Yeah, you don't hold back. If I was, like, if my dad was on a on a show like this when I was growing up, you know, listen, our audience is not seven year, eight year olds. You know, it's not what we 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 target. But Mm -hmm. that would have been bizarre on every level imaginable. Yep. Uh, so they're saying you, they recommend that you, you run it by your kid first. Say, do you mind if I post this? You know, I guess it depends on what age. If they're a toddler, obviously you can fire away. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Can I put this? Yeah. I know people though who will use Facebook as their photo album. Like that's where they'll store yeah, their well. pictures. So they do a lot of pictures do get posted because that's where they're storing it. You need to remember that, though, that is actually not your photo book anymore. Facebook owns those photos at that point. Well, and I still think at some point, something is going to happen and everyone is going to lose everything. I know. Yeah. I really think that's why you got to keep a separate hard drive of your your pictures if you can. Um, So, anyhow, yeah, they're 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 saying this is becoming a little bit more of an issue for some people, anyhow. Uh, This expert says, I'm not telling parents to keep uh, sharing or to not share. I just think that it's really important that when they do share, that they think about how their kids might be feeling about it and how they can best do it safely. Well, we're living in a time where, you know, things from 10, 20, 30 years ago can come back to haunt oh you. Oh, my God, So, yes. So you could be laying the groundwork for something that could be of incredible, uh, an incredibly embarrassing nature for your kids. So you should think about that. Yeah. Uh, but you, so years ago... You would go take the family photos, the old-fashioned way, Preston, at the mall. You go to the deal, and you had these keepsakes that you kept at home. And that was, right, so that was part of the deal. That was fairly pre, you know, a lot of that was pre-Instagram and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. 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 So so, uh, when when that became available, I don't ever remember you guys bombarding. I didn't. Pictures. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I definitely didn't do it. Are your kids on social media, Preston? Yeah, but very, very lightly. That's cool that they're not. Yeah, you know, totally addicted. Not at all. I mean... Uh, uh, They're more into YouTube than they are into the social media platforms. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but my son does uh, follow me on Instagram and will comment on something. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that wild? I mean, he won't, he won't comment on the site, but he'll say something to me about it. Okay. You know, but, yeah. Yeah, but the, <laughs> they do follow, and I do have to consider that from time to time. Uh, but, I, you know, I haven't heard any stories yet of, you know, because so many kids are going to grow up, and they're going to, they're going to, they may hold... That against you if yeah. you posted embarrassing stuff, you know. So you want to get one day. Yeah, I don't find the the kid. Me with my dream catcher. <laughs> but I don't. Kathy find got one in the mail yesterday. By the way, <laughs> I don't find pic- Yeah, I got my first yeah. dream catcher. Yeah. Thank first you. of many. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Um, so yeah. I. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, oh, the pictures of me as a kid. I don't find them embarrassing. Like, well, because they don't even look like you. <laughs> no, but like I have. Like my cousin doesn't like. Um, pictures of her when she was a kid. Like, she's like, you have to ask me before you post that. Whereas, to me, it's like almost, it's cute, no matter what it is. Like, how young? Just little. Like, like when we were, you know, I don't know, like middle school or or even younger. When you were Puerto Rican. Yeah, when when I was Puerto Rican. My daughter right now, my nine-year-old, does not like, and I love the videos of her, like, Singing and doing and, when and she was a baby. Yeah, she doesn't. She, isn't she, she doesn't I, like him at all. But you know what happens? Imagine, yeah. imagine if you were at school. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the classic. You know, your friends come over and your mom. What used to be the case, your mom breaks out a photo album yeah. of oh, pictures yeah. of you as a baby. Yeah. Oh, no yeah. one wants that. No, yeah. she won't. I can't even watch them while she's in the room. Right. So, so when I 
uh, you know, and I go through like crazy fits of baby fever. And I have these videos of when she was like two, three years old that I just love. And I can't, I can't watch them when she's around. I'm like, man, I hope at some point in her life she's going to appreciate this and like this because I, you know. One of these days I'm I'd love it. kill that old man. But when I hear this about your friend, Kath, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Maybe she's always going to hate these. And to me, like, I think it was so long ago and I was so young that, like, I even if it is an embarrassing video, like, I didn't, I was a kid. I didn't well, know. Like, to yeah. me, that's not embarrassing now. The normal deflection is, is like, I was four years old. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, just something to consider. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a Sharenting. Had but, not heard of that. There's also a double-edged sword here because you could, right now, lay the groundwork for blackmail. Mm, you you know. could, yeah, like absolutely. The, the Adam Goldberg in those uh, short, oh you know, short God. pants. Yep, that'd be good. All right, so uh, let me move on to something else in the junk drawer. See, we're creating theater of the mind here. Let's get to some clothes. Yes, that's me rummaging around. No, that's an act. I actually have a drawer oh, yeah. right here. That I'm, I'm sorry, Preston. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of clothing options if you want to show a lot of skin, but now there's one in particular that's getting some backlash online. The item is called the Basic V-neck Ruched Front Thong Bodysuit. Oh, it has everything I love. It's, be- it's being sold on Boohoo.com, a UK-based retailer, and it came out a couple of weeks ago. But it's called Kathy. It's called the Front Thong, and it is what you think it is. It's basically. A thin little strip coming. I have a picture of it here coming Why would up you front. Want that? that can't I, be comfy, right? I, I don't know, but it's essentially um, a front thong. Yeah, it's a front thong. The thong, uh, a classic thong, fans out in front of the nani hoo hoo, yes. and tucks into the buttocks. This uh, doesn't do that. It, it it's says, a thin line right up the uh, the camel toe. So a woman uh, posted this. She shared that shared it and said, "I understand the bodysuit trends, but uh, surely this would result in being split entirely in two, or the world's <laughs> worst front wedgie." <laughs> Commenters quickly added their jokes about it. Uh, Boohoo shared a statement uh, with Fox News saying that the customer demand for the bodysuit is huge, and the style in question is selling out quickly. Boohoo has responded to the trend. By offering a wide selection of style options with variations on color, cut, and pattern, all available on site in all sizes. I don't know. Allow why. me to get a little medical here, but wouldn't that chafe the cooter? <laughs> right? I'm sorry. Wouldn't it? I, I, you I have, don't understand what you're saying. Uh, all right, I'm trying to dumb it down. Any good amount? You have fabric. That is I, is yanking on your privates. Yeah, yeah it's I, not going to be comfortable, right? I, I, don't I can't know, think that would. I don't understand the point of this, though. I don't either because I, it, you're not going to see it anyway. It's right. probably to cause a bit of a uh, you know conversation. It's, it's to allow Maybe. adult women the joy of giving a wedgie. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> real quick, Kathy, when you do get a Melvin, uh, which What's is a that? it's a front wedgie. Yes. Oh. Um, do you feel that? And when you do, like, do you have to like go to the bathroom to? Dig it out. Dig it out. No, you don't. I mean, I don't have to. With like salad fork. Dig it out. It's not like being eaten down there. But uh, yeah, no. You, you, I guess you can get it sometimes. Well, even if I get like a little bit of a wedgie, um, I'm gonna I, have to go in. Okay. All right, here we go. I don't like it, and I have to. Yeah, I have yeah, to. Uh, sure. Uh, so I'm just saying, if you fix get a, like it. a little bit of a Melvin, do you have to fix that? Yeah, when I go to the bathroom, I will fix it. Okay. Yeah, Kathy, I what if you stick my hands down my pants while you're standing <laughs> oh, here? That's, well, that's what I'm saying. I, wait a second. Oh, this is really painful. I got a very full handle on it. God, I remember one time my my ass just itched so bad. It was because it was dirty, remember? Remember, of course it was, and I knew you were going to jump right into that. But, I mean, I thought no one was around, and I really 
dug oh. up in there to, oh, to itch my bunghole. And, who and then was there? the, the, curtain, uh, the so, curtain rose up in the auditorium. <laughs> no, it was a friend of mine going, Wow, you're really going for it, aren't you? It was a girl. And I'm like, oh, Listen, it itched really bad. And I couldn't help it, but I was so embarrassed. Oh, that's so great. When you so have that, you need to scratch or tend to or do something thing. And you you just got to get to a bathroom. And the worst, it, the worst part about it is when, when the itching feels really good, and you're like, oh, oh. I'm just keep doing this for a while. <laughs> you, you're you're a f- full coiled fist. Oh, you, you're wearing your Wolverine claws. <laughs> because honestly, it, it does that. That is one of the joys of scratching. And no matter how disgusting one thinks it is, when you have an itchy. Yeah, but you're making it worse by doing. You it. are, you know, it's it's akin to this. It, when I come in from the cold, a lot of times um, I'll get the skin gets dry if I've been shoveling or, or whatever, and you yeah. scratch that, and you have no perception of how hard you're scratching. So later on, yeah, you have these. I'll get yes. scratch marks. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. By the way, for wearing, that brief period, it feels good. It does feel good. By the way, I'm wearing my Phillies underwear today. So. Oh, very, very comfortable. Oh, and uh, spring training just started, right? Uh, pitchers tomorrow. and catchers report tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's a good sign. That's yes. always a really good sign. We're getting there. All right. Anyhow, you can get this thing. It's, it's the, the front thong for a front wedgie, ladies, if you've always right. dreamed. How many how many true innovations in clothing have occurred there's not many. They, you know, there's, there's no, there's well, no. Well, they got that stupid harness thing going on now. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, the. That um... is not a mainstream item. Don't no, worry. but let's say something right. like the yoga pants craze. Yoga pants was there, a big that craze. Was, that's a, that, that was a bit of a revolution, right? I mean, or at least it's really took no, over. No, they're just spandex pants. That's they all are. it is. And they just renamed them yoga pants. And made them more expensive. And made them more expensive. <laughs> all that's right. a haul. Okay. Um, I don't know. So don't maybe know. not. All right, let me get let me go to Katie here real quick because she's got a name for a front wedgie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Wonderful, Katie. What did you What did you want to tell us? You called the front front wedgie. Uh, one of my girlfriends dated up when we were younger, so I never heard of Melvin, but we always called it a kaji. A kaji. A kaji, like a coochie wedgie. <laughs> a coochie, coochie wedgie. wedgie. A kaji. <clears throat> I like I it. I thought there was a fish reference there for a second. Wouldn't that be a coochie though? Yeah, yeah. coochie. Yeah. Uh, Kaji just has, I don't know, more of a ring. Listen, it's your word. You can run with it. Yeah, man. I can't take all the credit. Kaji. I do like the inventiveness of that, though, Katie. Thank you. Sounds like a a mischievous genie. All right. My name is Kaji. Uh, Let's go to another piece of clothing in the junk drawer. Uh, Shoes. Shoes. Stinky shoes. Mm. Apparently, there's an easy way to kill the smell, a method that you may not have thought of before. Throw out the shoes. Uh, No, well, there's that. (laughs) But a Reddit user recently posted on the site, when my shoes start to smell, I pull the soles out and I smear a dollop of hand sanitizer on the inside bottoms and let them dry overnight and they smell better in the morning. I thought you were going to say a friend of mine uh, used to spray... um... Cologne? No, like uh, Summer's Eve. Breeze. Oh, oh, Summer's yeah. Eve. Yeah. Douche? On her, on her shoes, yeah. Really? <laughs> on her dance shoes. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry, I clean my feet. This is going to feel so good. Uh, the <laughs> trick might sound a bit crazy, but uh, Luke Lombardo, uh, RRCA certified running coach, recently told Runner's World, not only is it important to get rid of the nasty smell that is on your shoes, uh, but it's also imperative that you kill the pesky bacteria living in your shoes. Huh. Have you ever had some... Uh, Man, so I do a lot of hiking, 
you know, and I, I have to make, I, I just cycle through all the shoes after a while because, you know, you could, you're, you're fighting a losing battle after a while if you're sweating in them constantly. Yeah. But um, I used to do like a, a talcum powder. You know, putting the shoes to, to to help dry them out, and that would help for a bit. Yeah, if you go outside and douse them in gasoline and set them on fire, that really helps. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I wear so so. <clears throat> I exercise every day, and I and I'm a, when I exercise, yeah. I sweat a lot. <clears throat> and since I do it every day, I would be going through clothing like crazy, right? Uh, so I wear the same shorts. Every time I work out for about I don't know two three weeks and then oh, I wash no. them. Oh, I don't care if they stink. No. I'm at home. I'm oh, working out. Oh, on you're my at own. home. All right. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't go to the gym, so gym. I, I do not care. So I will I will set those aside. I'll let them air dry. I do the same thing. And so, after a couple of weeks, they reek pretty bad, but I don't care. Yeah. Um, I and, exercise the same schedule every day, and, and I have an area for that because otherwise you'd be burnt. You'd be cycling through clothing so yeah. so quickly. Now shirts. Now in the winter, it's, soaking it's wet, a lot so easier. I, yeah. I change. Yeah, because I'm going out and hiking, whereas you're inside. Yep. You do get soaking wet, like yes. drenched, head yep. to toe. Mm-hmm. Does that I turn you on? Think that you should wash. Your, I, I just want you to wash your shorts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, they're they're Please. already soaking wet. So what's the so problem? Just, yeah, but just put soap on them. Well, they smell bad. They definitely stink. But it's just me. I don't care. <laughs> Come on, man. You got your own room. You Come got on. your own Meanwhile, room, right? Wait. So I'll do like different workouts, and there are workouts obviously where I'm sweating a lot, and then some where not so much on certain days of the week. Even those, like even if I just go to the gym in it, it's going in the washer. Uh, so, by the way, yes, you can uh, you can put this stuff on there. The Centers for Disease Control says if you're going to skip. On using soap and water to clean your shoes, you can use alcohol-based hand sanitizer that's at least 60% alcohol. Be sure to use enough of it and let your shoes dry completely uh, for it to be effective. So there's a little hack for you right there. That's a life hack. Yeah, if you want to. Well, I, well, I don't know. if I'm, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll check that out. Okay. I'll probably forget. Um, Let me find another story. These are just things I want to make sure we get to at some point. Um, People need to know. This is pretty cool. Uh, so there's a raffle. Uh, it, that will benefit the Special Olympics of Southern California. Yeah. And normally when you go to raffles for events, you know, you have a chance to win some pretty decent stuff. They are raffling off a Tuscan-inspired estate in the hills of Calabasas. Oh. Four-bedroom, four-and-a-half bathroom, sweeping canyon views, places to relax and unwind, uh, such as a fire pit area and a glistening pool. Raffle tickets aren't cheap. Um... Uh, the net proceeds benefit 37,000 athletes for the Special Olympics Southern. So tickets, Southern California, $150 each. But the the, the estate is worth $4 million. So $4 can, million. The buy-in per ticket is $150 yes. for the raffle ticket. I would enter this in a heartbeat. <clears throat> wow. I mean, because it's essentially it's a $150 donation to yeah. the Special Olympics of Southern California, which is a great organization. How'd they get the villa? I don't know. It's on fire. Uh, <laughs> somebody had to have uh, donated that, I guess. My cousin runs a, a charity in, in Southern California. And um, if Kathy, I know you know this, well, actually, but we, we all do. If, if you do a charity event around here, you go to local restaurants, you find a place to host the beef and beer, whatever. And most of the time, if you ask, people are willing to donate. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to, uh, if you ask somebody in Southern California for stuff, you just get access to cool things like this. You can ask, I mean, she'll get like Ben Affleck to show up at a, at a poker tournament because she knows somebody who knows him, you know, and right. it's just because they all live there. Right. So I guess, wait, you know, getting access to this, uh, 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 yeah. Wait a second. He was at the one Your three years ago, Steve. Ben Affleck. She you knows have, Jennifer you Garner. Have, and you have an Affleck connection? I do. I, I, right. Believe me, I've tried. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was at the poker tournament three years ago. And, I mean, uh, he also likes to gamble and play poker yeah. and stuff like that, so. Would he come in here and play Connect Four? Yeah. <laughs> 
For charity. For charity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For the Special Olympics, maybe. But my point is, like, somebody in this, in the Special Olympics in Southern California must have known somebody who had this villa that they were just willing to part with. Son of a bitch. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I have been to some pretty cool charity golf outings, and it's been like, you know, um, a, a week in Tuscany at a at a, at a state, and, <laughs> but you got to you know it's it's not a uh, a buy a ticket, it's a bid on right. it. Thing yes, and yeah. Get, and people are calling their friends saying, "Let's do this," you know, or let's you know, let's bid ten grand. There know. was there was a, an African safari. I was at this this <laughs> golf outing. I mean, it's, it was like eight, nine, ten thousand dollar African safari for like four to six people, and nobody was bidding on it. Like, not, like... Why did you bid on I called my wife. I'm like, can I get an African safari? <laughs> you know, like, you would have to, you would have had to pay for your flight out there. But the, everything else, you know, I was like... Is it, it the time commitment involved? Like, you you have to book two weeks to get to Africa or something like that? That makes it difficult? Uh, you know, and it wasn't like you have to go this week. Hmm. It was, you know, kind of open and... um but it just it just wasn't going, and I was like, "Oh man!" Sometimes there's restrictions on those things when Nick. you can go. Exactly. exactly. I, yeah. I remember one time I won. I was at like I was at a charity event, and you had to throw a bag of peanuts into a hole. Yeah, <laughs> and and you won uh, free trips on Southwest Airlines wherever you want. Well, wherever you want mm-hmm. and whenever you want was a bit of an issue. Yes, yeah, so I threw the peanuts into the hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blackout dates, right. only certain areas that you could go to, had to be midweek and all this crap. Yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. a pain in the yeah. ass. Eventually, <laughs> my wife and I ended up going to West Palm Beach, and she ended up getting sunburned and getting sun poisoning. <laughs> sure, oh, you don't need that. And then you're sitting Love around with the other mi- millionaires in their homes. And, How are you here, Preston? I threw some peanuts in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> what was that again? What do you do for a living? I'm a, on the radio, but I won this by throwing some peanuts in a I hole. I threw a bag of peanuts in a hole. Oh, that's great. And, and since I'll, then... I'll be outside by the fire pit. I'm hesitant to to try and, and win uh, airline tickets and trips and stuff like that because it can be really, really... You're obligated. Do you know who has good luck with this stuff? My wife. Mm-hmm. She'll get... She's won a couple of trips at charities, so she wants to be you know generous when that happens. But you're right. There was, there's always sort... Uh, there's always... Limiting restrictions, and in this case, with this house, or do you have a lease on the house? It says here the the big winner gets the Calabasas Mansion, or you can choose four million dollars in cash. So no. four million would indicate you you would win and own the house. Mm-hmm. Other prizes among three thousand of them include vacations, luxury cars, as well as jewelry and electronics. That's pretty awesome. Electronics, electronics. I got four million dollars right. worth of electric shavers. Um, <laughs> Here's a toothbrush. We have. Time. I got a quarter of a million quips. <laughs> we have time for one more story. I, I will let you guys. <laughs> you okay, buddy? <coughs> I will let you guys. Casey Heimlichim, quickly. No, don't. Oh. Just stop touching me. Uh, will it be uh, people using a dangerous form of alternative treatment? All right, I'm liking that. Uh, getting a better night's rest, or will it be autonomous vehicles delivering parcels parcels in the future? <laughs> number one, you did you, you kind of didn't really sell number three well enough. I'm sorry. And number two, we've had uh, a, a number of stories that are like that. Okay, so number one, yeah. Uh, every pe- every year, people all over the United States, even overseas, travel to the Boulder Basin in Montana Boulder for a pot- potentially dangerous alternative treatment. They actually sit in tunnels of a handful of radon health mines, what? they call them. Radon yes. health mines? These are decommissioned gold and uranium mines, breathing in air tainted with radon <laughs> and even drinking radon water. Why? I know. Why? 
<laughs> have they not heard that you want radon removed from your basement? Radon filters? So those that go to the mines are there to treat a number of chronic pain conditions, including arthritis, back injuries, and fibromyalgia. Uh, and yes, this is the same radioactive chemical element that the United States Environmental Protection Agency warns about. High concentration of radon are clearly linked to an increased risk of lung cancer. According to uh, a pediatologist, is that how you say it? Epidemi- yeah, you said it right. A pediatologist. Uh, Tim Driscoll from the University of Sydney and Occupational and Environmental Cancer Committee on the Cancer Council. Radon is not to be messed with. They said if radon's breathed in, it's in the lung, either in the airways or lodged in the tissue. While it breaks down, alpha particles cause direct damage to the DNA of the lung cells and increase your cancer. It's also sort of a fast. The only thing you get is water and asbestos chips. That's it? (laughs) Yeah. You can't live on that. You can't live on that. Those things are unhealthy. I, this is the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever heard, that you're, you would want to sit yeah. in a cave that has high levels of radon. Uh, in normal situations, there are a few reasons why we sometimes need to be exposed to radiation for medical purposes. Every time you get an X-ray, you get a short blast of radiation. If you have to radiotherapy for cancer, you get a decent, uh, decently sized dose. But these are specially monitored circumstances with many precautions in place as to the dose, purpose, and duration of treatment. So you're saying uh, the caves are not as finely calibrated. No, I don't think they are, Steve. <laughs> uh, approximately 20,000 Americans die of radon-related lung cancer each year just from the radon built up in basements and in their homes. So you have a, you I have a radon detector. So do we. When we moved yeah. in, now a lot of times when we moved into the house, there was a slightly high level, but that's because no one was had been living in the house or opening up doors or, you know, like... Yeah, when it's stagnant for a while, the radon can build up. We have the the, the filter to pull out, and everything seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. But the, we're looking at a picture of morons sitting on comfy chairs <laughs> in a cave. Yeah. So listen to this. It says the, the for the travelers that go to these health mines, it's not quite that black and white as far as they're you know uh, it being dangerous. We're the, stupid. The visitors of these mines really believe they see a tangible benefit from sitting. In an irradiated mine for up to sixty hours over ten days. I can't believe that. I know, I know. That's like that's like that's like going to your dentist and just getting an hour X-ray. Yeah, getting a tour of Limerick and saying, "Can I go into that area?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, that, that with the skull and crossbones. Can I? Uh, can right. I, can I eat my lunch in there? Hey, is uh, is radon regional? Uh, I, don't, I remember when buying. They go a house, on tour. No, no, no. Like <laughs> that, uh, the radon detectors and the dangerous levels of radon are more prevalent in Pennsylvania. But I could be way off. No, on no. That. There, there are some areas I think where you're going to find uh, higher intensity um, okay. levels of radon. I, I remember that. Um, I thought it was long- based on the house. The age I, of the house? I, yes. N- no, I thought I thought it was where because it's where the house is situated, built into. It's it, it's a ground generated. Yeah, yeah. It comes from the the ground, the soil, <laughs> the soil, Preston, <laughs> um, the rocks. So, so uh, according to a small number of reputable scientific research papers, at least in the case of rheumatoid arthritis, radon therapy appears to work better than a placebo. However. It's really important to note that these studies can't show us how it worked and the scientific basis for radon's uh, efficacy. Efficacy. Efficacy, thank you, is uh, pretty thin on the ground. And by the way, uh, uh, epidemiologist, somebody texted in. That's how you say it. No, it's a little too exculpatory for me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I I appreciate your test turn take on that, sir. (laughs) Well, I don't want to be. Taciturn. Right. I had to lend some gravitas to the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
which is the residue around a duck. I, I thought this was very, very bizarre. So It's um, not only bizarre, it's going to be lethal. Yeah, exactly. All right, so anyhow, these are just some items in the junk drawer needed to be cleaned out. Thank you very much for allowing me to do that. Mm-hmm. As we get ready to take a break, how about we give away some Dunkin' Love? Oh. Dunkin' is here this morning, and they brought $50 Dunkin' gift cards. They also brought the heart-shaped bling-sprinkled cookie dough and brownie batter double-filled donuts. Of course, President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Limited time offer participation may vary. Let's take call number uh, 19, and we will give you the $50 Duncan gift card. 215 263 the number. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. i got some B-File stories I think you're going to enjoy when we return. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic from 93.3 WMMR and Captain Morgan Original Spice Rum is Friday, March 1st at Jack Frost Mountain where the snow comes first. It's the best whip ticket deal all year and a spectacle on snow. MMR ups our game in the prize department including a $2,000 cash prize for overall best design. $1,000 for the coolest Captain Morgan theme. Sprint has a quick $500 for the fastest sled and a booby prize for the new category Preston and Steve's Favorite Fit. Mandatory sled registration through February 24th. Available at WMMR.com. For the MMR VIP lift ticket presale, the sooner you buy, the less you pay. Now through February 17th, lift tickets are just 10 bucks while supplies last. Details at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2019 at Jack Frost Mountain. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Yeah. Hey, I got another $50 Dunkin' Donuts gift card. Oh, I can give nice. away. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's take caller 10 215263 I will set you up. You can try something new this Valentine's Day and say it with donuts. New heart shaped donuts. Bling sprinkles and cookie dough and brownie batter double filled donuts are in stores now at Dunkin'. President Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. By the way, Kathy, yeah. for your uh, Dunkin' Donuts bouquet you're going to yes. make. What the woman had said on her card was, I do not know what I would do without you. Okay, perfect. Okay. That's perfect. So you I can add that. Do, I do not know. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we'll set you up with that, and we have a few more to go through the morning, so get yourself prepared. And another thing we're giving away today. By the way, Tattoos Day taking place. We have uh, from Ng Ng Ng. Jesus Christ. That's okay, buddy. Ng Ng Ng. I know. So Preston B. Ty Ty. It's out of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day. No, do it. And in case you take your index or yeah. put, put it on Preston's. <laughs> um, I was trying to say Ink Master Season oh. 11. Oh, is that what you're Ink, ink, ink. <laughs> Ink Master Season 11 oh artist Chris Shockley is actually administering a tattoo right now to listener Jim. Shut up. Uh, Chris Shockley is from Empire, Empire Tattoo in Clementon. Uh, and you can go to EmpireTattooInc.com. We'll see how that goes a little bit later on this morning. But the point I'm trying to make yes. is we have a chance for you to come in and get a tattoo on Friday morning. From one of the world's most prolific tattoo artists out there, a guy named Clean Rock One from Ink Masters and Golden Skull Tattoo in Las Vegas. He will be here. The tattoo convention is coming in. Troy's been telling us about it for a while now, and now it's coming here. And so are all these amazing tattoo artists like Chris Shockley, who's here this morning, and like uh, Clean Rock One is going to be here on Friday. What you need to do if you're interested in getting a Preston and Steve tattoo is text the word tattoo to 39333. You will need to be here on Friday if you want to get a tattoo from him. That morning, we're going to do it here in our studios. 
and you're walking away with one of the best you could possibly get. So with all these master-level tattoo artists coming through here, Preston, are you going to seek some advice? Because I know you were considering perhaps getting a... Uh, a cover-up? A cover-up. Uh, no, I'm not ready to do it. All right. I got to... Mm-hmm. I got I have to find something personal that I that I really want, and then make the decision. May I suggest something? Yeah, just written in actual script. Ying 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 ying. So anyhow, keep in mind it's got to be a Preston Steve tattoo. You got to be here yeah. by Friday to get that done. So text word tattoo to three nine three three three. Let's do the bizarre file. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Preston and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. <laughs> All righty, I got you some stories, and let's start with this one. Police are looking for a woman accused of smashing a New York City restaurant's window and front door with a bat over beef patties. Over beef patties. Yeah, the woman entered the back-home Jamaican restaurant in the Bronx and ordered a beef patty. (laughs) An employee told the woman that they were out of beef patties, and the woman left, and she returned. She began to break the store's windows and glass front door with a baseball bat and then left. Is it that hard to embrace the concept that sometimes stores run out of things? Surveillance video shows the woman smashing the front of the restaurant. A person appears to try to stop her, but eventually backed away when she continued swinging her bat. I want my beef patties, man. Uh, Owner Simone Johnson said the woman is a regular customer at the restaurant. She couldn't believe that it happened. Listen, I was one time I was in line at a Wendy's. This is in Chichester when I lived over that way. And a, I'm standing in line. There's like three or four people in line. A, right. woman, a woman comes in and she goes, I'm sorry, you're in my place. I went to the bathroom. And I'm like. To you? Yeah, yeah, to me. She's like, I, I, I was I was already in line. I had yeah. to go to the bathroom. And I was just like, I was confused by it. And I'm just like, go ahead. You know, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, so yeah, go yeah. ahead. And then she gets up there and she brought the exact amount of money that she had to get whatever she wanted to order. Oh, my God. They had changed the prices. Yeah. She couldn't wrap her head around the fact that from time to time, places of business will change the prices on something. And she bitched and complained and argued with the person behind. She just couldn't get it. Do you remember what the dollar amount was on what she was ordering? Very little. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a handful of bucks. A woman didn't have much money as it was, but and she was a little. Oh uh, yeah, I can tell. Loony. Especially with the line cutting comment. Yeah, and I was just like, and that's what I thought of actually when yes. I heard this story about the beef patties. I'm surprised she didn't come back <laughs> later on with the baseball right, bat and yeah. smash up the Wendy's. But yeah, effing people, man. All right, let me ask you a quick question though, philosophically, uh, philosophically right. speaking. If you're standing in line and you're uh, and you're about to get waited on, and then you realize that there's something over there that it that is just maybe a half step too far away for you to reach across, do you, do you lose your spot in line? No, you, you you can turn to the person behind you and say, "I'm just going to grab that quickly." Do you mind? Yeah, that you know. But if you go off for 45 minutes, no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. A 32 year old snowboarder who tried to jump Bogus Basin Road. On Saturday afternoon, collided with an SUV that was traveling up the mountain and later died at a local hospital. Holy hell. The snowboarder was identified by police as a guy named Shay Helmick. Helmick was snowboarding outside the boundary of the ski area when he attempted to jump the road. Uh, no information. I got. I don't know if there was like a little bit of a ramp or something. He was going to be able to try and clear it. He must have failed. No information about the circumstances that led to the attempt to jump was available. The snowboarder collided with a Hummer H two, oh, like the worst. He, he wasn't wearing a helmet, and uh, the juvenile driver of the Hummer and the passenger also juvenile were wearing their seatbelts. They were weren't taking the hospital. They weren't. They were just driving. 
Dude tried to jump the road, car coming across, boom, gets hit and killed by it. How easy is it to go off trail at a lot of these places if you're, if you're, it I mean, can be pretty easy. You pull is, over to the side of the road and go. Yeah. Really? You know, and some of huh. them, yeah. Okay. Yep. So uh, the road was blocked for a while, and they rendered aid and investigated the accident. But that's a terrible story. you got to be careful. A Jamaican man who chose the wrong person to try to extort, which was uh, the only one to lead both the FBI and the CIA. <laughs> this guy was a former leader of the FBI and CIA. William Webster, who is now 94 years old, and his wife, Linda, were targeted four years ago by a man who peddled a lottery scam over phone calls and emails. Over multiple phone calls, uh, Kennell Ann Thomas of Jamaica told the Websters that he'd set their house on fire or have a sniper shoot them in the back of the head if they didn't pay him thousands of dollars. And this guy had worked for both the CIA and the FBI. <laughs> the Websters say they use their knowledge of the FBI to help send him to prison, which a federal judge did on Friday and both spoke in court. The caller, Thomas, identified himself as David Morgan, the head of a Mega Millions. Thomas told... Webster said he had won $15.5 million in a Mercedes-Benz and needed to wire $50,000 to cover the taxes before they collecting the award. Call him the boogeyman. Uh, that's when Webster first reached out to the FBI. The caller tried again the next day, reaching William Webster once more, who told him that he didn't have the money readily available. About a month later, Linda Webster picked up a call from a blocked number on their phone. Again, it was Thomas. The scammer in Jamaica said that he was watching the Webster's house. He even described to Linda what it looked like and knew they hadn't been home the previous night. Linda thought fast. She still remembers FBI numbers. She said so while on the call with Thomas, she picked up her cell phone and dialed in to an agent to Uh, listen. Directly to an agent. This time, Thomas told her she needed to pay $6,000 or he'd find her at her white brick house and would put a bullet straight to her head. Mm. Linda received two more calls from David in the following days. He said that he needed to pay or she and William Webster would be killed. Thomas said that the FBI and CIA would never find him. Prosecutors wrote in their initial criminal complaint, well, they found him. Uh, After his arrest in late 2017, he got off a plane in New York to visit a friend. Thomas pleaded guilty to one extortion charge. He admitted to threatening the Webster. So dude's going to go to jail. He messed with the wrong Absolutely. Thank God for that. Police say a Texas woman used her granddaughter's scooter to defend herself against a pair of machete-wielding men wearing clown masks who attempted to rob the woman and her husband. Police say Aretha Cardinal and her husband Joseph Nelson were in the driveway of their home last week when the masked men approached and placed a machete to Nelson's throat. We're gonna kill you! Authorities say Nelson wrested away the wrestled away the machete from one man while Cardinal grabbed the child's scooter from the driveway and used it to strike the other man. I bet you could use a scooter pretty well. Yeah, the men tried to chase them and uh, run away. I'm sorry, the, the men tried to run away, but the couple chased after them, smashing their vehicle win- the window with the scooter. Uh, the two suspects have been jailed on aggravated robbery charges. If it's a razor scooter, you could be flipping it around nunchuck style. Yeah, you could. All right, and then finally, let's go with uh, this one. A man melting down fillings inside a Massachusetts apartment building. Oh, he's downstairs okay. in the basement melting the fillings. Uh, cost five. <laughs> Lou, are you done with your fillings thing? <laughs> Arnie's here. <laughs> Arnie. I'll be up in a second. I got the last few to melt. It caused up. It caused fire officials to deem the dwelling uninhabitable because of mercury contamination. Oh, boy, he's got mercury in him. Uh, firefighters were called uh, to an apartment on oh Saturday. Oh, boy, 
liquor in these ones. On Saturday and learned that a 51-year-old man had tried to melt fillings. The man who received the fillings from his grandfather thought that the fillings were made of silver, but the fillings were actually made of mercury. All right, grandson, I want you to have my fillings. The grand man Come again? The man's grandfather was a dentist. Gampy? What was that? <laughs> uh, the man then became sick and has been in the hospital since January 28th. The man's girlfriend called the building management company, prompting fire officials and a hazmat team to respond to the building. Fire officials uh, said a 17-year-old girl living in the building tested positive for mercury. Oof. There were elevated levels of mercury in the man's apartment and other areas of the building. They had to shut down the whole apartment building. For my granddaughter, my house, and for my grandson... Fillings. The b- <laughs> <laughs> what did I get? You got this, my fillings. This is the reading of she the She gets will. a house? Yeah. I'm going to melt them. Don't melt them. They're images of my teeth. The b- I'm going to melt them. Joke's on him. They're full of mercury. The the entire building was deemed uninhabitable. Wow. So the, remember the whole big purge in dentistry for those old fillings that had mercury in them that, you yeah. know, that uh, people... You know, like people had had them uh, put in before a certain uh, time frame, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to upgrade your fillings to yeah. non-mercury fillings. It was a big thing. And uh, that is what I have in the bizarre file for you for now, my friend. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us and listen. If you want to win that tattoo, make sure you text the word tattoo to 39333. A chance coming Friday morning, get tattooed by Clean Rock One. It's a big deal. And uh, don't forget the uh, tattoo convention is uh, the 15th through the 17th Pennsylvania Convention Center. We'll be back in just a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturb. Are you ready? Are you ready for you to be strong? Ghost. The Glorious Sons. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. 3-3 WMMR. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, there was a story last week. We had mentioned this. It was a uh, house that was being shown. There were some pictures in the house uh, that showed some dungeon, some S&M stuff. Yes. Some real you, deal S&M stuff. Yeah, but yeah. did you hear the, the backstory on this? No. That it was indeed a, uh, a setup? Yep. That they posted those pictures on purpose to kind of get a little viral movement on. And so they, that, they went- that stuff wasn't in there? No, 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 it was in there, but, oh, okay. they, but they did it for that purpose. Ah, uh, for and Airbnb. They, and when we talked about it, I think on Thursday or Friday, and then the realtor spoke on Friday, and she said, "Oh, I'm just treating it as a normal house." Well, that I guess was all fake too. Yeah, that was the word. So word has come forth that it was a bit of a setup. The owner um, said that they had it planned since the summertime. Do you know what? Yeah. So, so it doesn't doesn't change the complexion of the thing. They said they still had this equipment in their basement, right? So am I? Yeah, but they did it. They did it for the. They staged it for the specific, uh, getting viral traction on the photos, and that's that's why they uh, did and it. I right. wonder really if I wonder if the house is actually for sale. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, you know, if they would, if they why would you go to all that trouble? Well, because, because how much money are you going to make off it, off it just being a uh, because they rent it on Airbnb. They, yeah. they look for Airbnbs to come in and rent the house. Well, if right. people come in, so the stuff's there now, right? The, the, it's the- positioned as like host a party here. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Yeah. what kind all of party? Right. <laughs> but uh, but anyhow, whether that's you know legit or not, um, uh, a few weeks back we did a segment where I had read an article about uh, people who install cable. Yes. For a living, and there was a uh, an article of, that a woman was commenting on the things that she had seen. So we opened up the phones for specifically confessions of, you know, cable installers. And we got some great stories of people seeing naked grandmothers or finding <laughs> loads of drugs or, yes. you know, uh, different things. 
So why not open that up to realtors, uh, real estate workers, and the things that they've seen throughout their years on the job? So I'd like to open up the phones to you because I'm sure that you've seen not only having to deal with interesting, bizarre clients. Yes. Or maybe at some of the open houses or some of the things that people have in their homes. 215-263-WMMR. You can remain anonymous if you want to. But I would love to hear some of the things that you've seen throughout the years. Because I know even people just going to open houses have seen some bizarre well, stuff. Well, like, and I love you, man. There, there are people, you know, they, remember, he, he goes just to get free food. You yeah, know, exactly. And, 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 and all um, that stuff. So so we're going to do exclusively for people who work in that industry, yeah. confessions of uh, real estate workers, 215-263-WMMR is the number. So both my brothers work in real estate, um, and my youngest brother, he shows houses and apartments to college students. Oh, boy. So he has seen everything from... Naked people to naked couples to <laughs> naked girls to naked boys. Like he, yeah. he, every time he goes in, he has to. He, and he said, "I make my presence well known because the, you figure if you're looking for a house or you're coming, uh, you know, from another state, he he does it on Temple's campus or in that area in Temple's okay. area. They're coming on the weekends. The college kids are out." partying all night mm-hmm. so he's like i have to almost wake them up he goes i remind them a hundred times that we're coming saturday i try not to book anything too early but he's gone in in the middle of the afternoon and you know he said people sleeping all over the place i and- can't imagine i know that in the, in the couple of times so you know when we were sold our house years ago when i was just a kid uh, you know the, they they would show up the real estate agent would show up on the uh, uh, we have somebody and we'd be like you know in the middle of a meal like okay cuz you want to sell the house so much yeah. so you, many times it's at an inopportune moment i'm sure yeah statistically you probably get a lot of that we'd usually yeah we'd get calls where they'd be like can you guys get out of there in an hour yeah. cuz we got somebody who wants to come by and take a look and, and you want to sell your house yes. you got to yeah. spot clean real quick yeah. you try to keep it as clean as you can during that time but but if you know I mean, hide the butt plugs hey, yeah. hide yeah. all the butt plugs as quickly as you can no but you got to move quickly and i would imagine some teams some <laughs> you, things might fall through the cracks <laughs> yeah exactly. you don't want to be there when people are going through your house because they make comments on it and stuff like that we there, there was one time where you know, we had already shown the house a couple of times that day, and then they called us. Hey, we have some somebody wants to come by now. We're like, well, we're not going anywhere. We're here, so they're you gonna hung out. To, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we just kind of hung in the back room, and uh, and as they walked through, or whatever. But that was the only time. Could you hear them making snide comments about the house? No, the house is in great condition. <laughs> All so, right. Well, and you know, my brother showing the houses to college kids. They don't own the houses so the, the people you know renting they don't care mm-hmm. yeah. so if they don't get out yeah. they're like eh, whatever yeah. i know and this used to be a problem i don't know if it still is but you know there's such a terrible um opioid epidemic going on in this country that people will uh, you know uh people who have uh, or who are addicted to that would go through these open houses to go through medicine cabinets and stuff. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, we heard about that. Most or definitely. Is is that something that they they target if you have an opioid addiction? This is a perfect house for yeah. you. <laughs> You're within walking distance. No, that's that's one of the things I remember. Some people would go through their medicine cabinets yeah, yeah. and uh, see if they could find something if they weren't, uh, you know. Uh, if they didn't have somebody accompanying them in the bathroom. Yeah, sometimes I've seen... Ha- we did a lot of house hunting prior to getting our, our house now. It took about a year and a half. and uh, But you'd go into places, and it's clear that people had prepped properly. They'd put things that would have been, you know... They, oh. They cle- they, even though they were still living there, there was medicine cabinets were cleared out and things like that were taken care of. So that you just got the lay of the land without getting too private. I totally forgot that my cousin had... Um she had uh, jewelry lifted from her. What? Yeah. You can't, yeah. See, I don't. I, I'm. I'm too. I'm too security minded. Yeah. I, I would. Everything would have to get locked away. 
Uh, let me go to a couple of calls. I have Jay on the line. Hi, Jay. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. But do you work in the real estate industry? Yeah, down in Vineland, New Jersey. Uh, oh. We deal with, uh, like, bank-owned foreclosure properties. Uh. We usually get to them after the people are already gone. And uh, this one time, we went there. I guess their plumbing and the water had been shut off. They were they cut a hole in the floor, and they were pooping in buckets and dumping it right into the basement. Oh, oh my God. God. Wow. So you're, you're in a house that's... So they've obviously they foreclosed on it because it's so far... You know, uh, gone, and then they they just figure they're they're basically squatters, no pun intended, and exactly. that's what you see. Wow! So was that the worst you saw? Or did you see other stuff? That's one of the worst. I mean, there's plenty others. Like, like we could spend all day talking about the disgusting people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Jay, when when you're dealing with foreclosures, I, I you know I understand sometimes people are so upset, pissed off that they're being foreclosed upon that they'll just wreck the house. They'll Before they move, out. they'll take all the kitchen cabinets and the countertops out. They'll take all the toilets and sinks out. What? They'll, take, they'll I, take electrical outlets and switches out. I remember uh, seeing a story one time of somebody like pouring concrete down the drain. Yes, yes. they do expanding foam. They spray expanding foam down to the plumbing and electrical sockets, and they'll just do anything they can. That's a crime, though. I mean, and, and you, there, you, and there's no crime. They don't even get charged. They, they don't get, get charged. They get paid. They get paid to leave their house. Wow! Oh my God! So I I remember when we were actually uh, house hunting first years ago when we came down here, we were in and around the Maniunk area, and we went into a house. Clearly, um, Kathy, I don't know if you're. I'm assuming your brothers go check out a place before they start, you know, selling it or attempting to sell it. Well, yeah, because they have to list it. Sure. So we're walking in this room. This real estate agent had clearly never been in the place. So here is a. Foyer, and here's you know the door open. It's the first time she's seeing the room. We go into the kitchen, and it like in red paint with a big brush against the whole kitchen wall, which is all has oh, wow. holes punched out of it. It says F, except it's the full word. Oh, no, the FBI. <laughs> yes. What? Oh, so I'm figuring the FBI in some way played was part of them having to leave the house wow. for whatever their, their meth lab in the basement or whatever. Besides just the condition of some of these places, I wonder if <clears throat> if people in this industry have have sat down. With, uh, you know, the parties at B and they're signing all the papers and so forth and getting like almost there. And then somebody's like, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm not going to do it. You know, selling a house. I'm sure. Those lines. Or you get, I wonder if just pure sentimentality. Just gets a grip. Just gets, yeah. Yeah, You can't just back out of a sale of a house. I don't know. You you know what I'm saying when they when you accept their offer you, you're accepting that going to to closing is just signing the paper so unless there's something wrong with the um you know when they go in to inspect the house or something like that I mean yeah. you've, you've already signed so yeah, you're, you're going to be out some money if you do that <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go next to Ian Ian you're on the air good morning what's up guys how are you good bud so what have you seen um so I work in the foreclosure business as well and um. I walked up to a second floor of a home, and there was a full-blown amateur porn studio. Wow. That's actually a good floor. name for a uh, for a company, <laughs> full-blown productions. Oh, I like that. Yeah, full-blown <laughs> productions. So what all did you see? Like, describe what you saw. So there was mattresses on the ground. There was all these different kind of lamps, um, binders and binders full of Polaroids of naked women, all shapes and sizes. Oh, man. Dibs. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very awkward. Um, I've seen a lot of things in this business that um, are funny, also depressing and sad. Sure. Um, yeah. And uh, w- w- I assume that fell a little bit in the depressing and sad category, correct? 
What's that? I mean, you're looking at, I mean, so it's an obviously a low-rent porn studio. Yeah, that was pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> where where was it again, Ian? I believe it was in New Jersey. I go to so many that I completely forget where these places are. I go to maybe 20 a day. So, f- so you go to 24 closures a day? Yeah, yeah, on average. Wow. So uh, let me ask you, in the, the, to Casey's point about uh, destroying houses and things of that nature, uh, how how often has someone damaged the house um, just out of anger or spite? And when you when you go in to investigate, so it happens pretty often. Um, it's usually squatters that will come in and break into a home okay. and just you know rip it apart, graffiti, you know, rip out the copper, you know, steal the appliances, all that kind of stuff. Um, we secure it to the best of our abilities, but, you know, if you want to get into a home, you're going to get into the home no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it's like a running joke in that in that movie Moving with Richard Pryor, but, that you know, the, the <laughs> seller's going to take everything out of the house, but then they legit do take everything out when they move. Right. So does that yeah. ever happen as well, Ian? Um, they sometimes do. I've, I've walked into homes where um, the people have passed away and the family doesn't come get their things, and it's completely furnished down to... You know, a notepad on the dresser next with a you know a pen, and they just wrote something, and they just passed away, and it's been you know there for years. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like a it's like a, it, it's like a painting. It's everything's just staged. So is it is it for you? Is it bizarrely fascinating? I mean, does that keep it interesting, or is it? Yeah. Uh, you, so you, in a bizarre way, do enjoy it. Oh, I love it. It's, yeah, uh, it's a it's a hunt. It's kind of the adventure. I've been to homes where. You know, nothing has been in the home except for the wedding photo tucked in the closet, and that just means, you know, they probably had, a, you know, a fantastic marriage. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So have you ever gone to a foreclosure and felt that you were in danger? Uh, multiple times. Multiple um, times. What was the yeah. worst? What was the worst scenario that comes to mind? I mean, I went to rekey a home, knocked on the door. It was, you know, completely vacant, and, you know, I busted off the lock. And uh, this guy came running out, and he's like, why are you breaking into my house? And I was like, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> um, so I let, uh, let the cops handle that. I usually go right to the police. And um, Do you, do you carry any, do you carry any, I mean, are you licensed to carry a sidearm or anything? No, no, just a little pocket knife usually. So I'm pretty screwed if anybody comes up to <laughs> You know, I got a Phillips head, and I know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I have an Allen wrench, and I know how to use it. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. best to let the police handle it. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate it, yeah, man. No problem. All Thank right, you. see ya. Uh, I'm going to go next to Duncan. Hi, Duncan. You're on the air. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, my man? Hey, so I do a similar job. I just picked it up about three months ago, mm-hmm. and um, I've been into some crazy houses. I've gone from Camden up to Trenton. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done about 40 houses. Um, some I've accidentally almost broken into the wrong house. Oops, <laughs> man. The address on the front, and there's actually people in there. That's scary as hell. Yeah, I'm um, sure. There's actually a house that we went to. I didn't. My uh, my coworker did. Where the house um, was, the guys were taken to jail or whatever, and the basement, when he went in, was flooded, and there was blood on the ceilings and on the walls. And it turns out that this guy was a pagan, not only in the gang, but also um, a pagan worshiper. So he would actually take live animals into the basement and slay them. <laughs> That's <What>? unbelievable. <laughs> so uh, so is the repo business, because we're getting a, a calls from a lot of foreclosure and, and, and repo people in the real estate side of things, is is that a, a growing business? 
It's a growing business. Um, you kind of work your own hours. It's great. I'll get a call me like, hey, you got 12 houses, bank owned. Go check them out, knock on the door, do the whole thing. Um, well, well, let me ask you quickly. So, so let's say so someone is not making payments on their house or, or uh, whatever the situation. Lead us through the process that gets you involved and gets you at the front door trying to get inside. So I'm not at all involved with the agencies at all. I'm okay. just kind of a third-party person. All right. But from what I understand is that these people don't make payments for like three years on their house. It's not just like you're not making payments for a year. We're right. talking like three, four years. Um, or they go to jail for you know indefinite amount of time and they're not making payments. That's another situation where the people pass away. Right. <clears throat> How many times have you encountered a situation where someone has passed away? Um, you know, I, I've been in a few houses. Um, sometimes I end up going into houses at night cause I can't get them all done. Um, where you go up in the attic and the basement and the curl states and, uh, you definitely get some weird vibes, but I, I can't, I don't know. It's really hard to tell. Sometimes you talk to the neighbors, they'll tell you stories. Um, besides that, I don't really have much. Info. So what do you oh, do? Man. You just go in and secure the house up or what are you supposed to clean it all out and everything? Well, what we do is we go in check to see if the cop has been stolen. If it is, we file a report for them, um, make sure there's no squatters in the house. I always carry like a chest knife, about an eight-inch chest knife. Okay. Um, and there's always animals, so we, you know, check for raccoons in the attic or, you know, whatever might be living in there. Um, yeah, just making sure it hasn't been vandalized or anything, because now it's bank owned. So, so that, co- right. that copper theft thing is still in full vigor, huh? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, uh, I actually just did a house the other day that the copper was taken out. They're ripping the copper out, the, the copper mm. pipes and everything. That's just wild. All right. Yeah, they just scrap it. So it's, that's a whole, you know, black market business. Right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Wow, interesting. All right, thanks, Duncan. I appreciate well, it. That to me is that's that's got to be yeah. it's got to be scary as f if you're going into a house like a night. Yeah. See, a lot of times when you show the power shut off, right? Yeah, you know, facing down a raccoon in an attic. Hey, is this just a movie thing, or do they still like tape? You know, like there's a dead body, and they they do the tape around the dead body thingy. You know, what I'm talking about. I don't I know. Think, I saw something on Instagram that makes that easier. A device. <laughs> It's the body outliner. Yeah, I, I, yeah, the chalk outline. I have yeah, no yeah, idea. The chalk outline. Yeah. Um, the house next to mine was vacant for six years. I wow. remember that, and you got to take a, nice a look house. at it, right? Right next door. Yeah, once because uh, our, our neighbors who live there now re- refurbished it and everything, and and uh, we had a friend who worked in the uh, realty business, and and he let us go in there and take a look because the sump pump quit. Like two years into that oh house being vacant, because we could hear it running, we yeah, knew yeah, it, it yeah. was on. And when we get these big, big rains, we're like, "Oh man, it's nothing but a flood in there." And sure enough, they had you know several feet of water. And it was in the, the house basement. right next door to you, <laughs> directly next door. Is that I the, used their that? yard to uh, to chip golf balls for six <laughs> years? It was great. It was all overgrown, and it, uh, I worked on my thick rough uh, shots in there. Remember, there was one year where you could hear uh, a neighbor fighting. Was it them? Oh no, that was that was in my old neighborhood. Oh, old neighborhood. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was fun. You and Rochelle would like we'd go grab we'd a drink and sit, and sit out on the porch. Hey, they're go- they're outside because they would go outside as yes. to not argue in front of their kids. Just argue so, in front of you guys. So they they'd go out and and it was a flag lot, so it was kind of behind where yeah. our house was. And we they were like out there, they're screaming at each other. Yeah, we'd look out the window, Quick, get all. some wine, get some beer. It was it was totally entertainment. Uh, let me go next to Kim. Hi, Kim. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Kim. What's up? This is the first time I'm calling. I'm so excited. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your story, Kim? You work in the real estate business? Yeah. Well, I clean um, for this company that cleans foreclosed and abandoned homes. Okay. Um, I just got to tell you, you're talking about it. My 
guy that I work with and I are on the way to one right now and we're listening and I says, oh my God, I got to call because this is what I'll be doing. We went to one a couple weeks ago. It was the worst thing I ever saw. We walked in and not only were the ceilings falling down, all the insulation falling down, my foot actually went through part of the floor. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Um, there had been squatters in there. There, uh, It was unbelievable. There was mattresses in certain rooms. Um, this one room, they had filled water bottles with their pee. Oh, God. So, so they were going to, the, were they, were they, where were they crapping? Do you, you know, did you find that? Oh, everywhere. That yeah. was my next statement. In every corner of the different rooms, there were just piles. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, I'll just go dump in the corner. Uh, we don't really use the den much. <laughs> um, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> There were, there were, um, that's a drug house. It sounds like a drug house. Oh, yeah. Needles, used condoms everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, it was I, a drug house. I, I yeah, at least they're being safe. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. That was what I said. You're right. <laughs> you don't want to get pregnant. <laughs> Thank God for those not born babies. <laughs> I don't know who's getting horny when there's four huge piles of human crap in the room, but that's hey. What we what we said who would be doing anything in these houses oh my god it was terrible there was just it was bad so let me yeah. let, let me ask you quickly kim so you said you walked in your foot fell through the floor do you, i mean have, have you ever been injured you know going into these places with stuff like that happening no no um we actually the other crew actually put that orange you know <coughs> whatever it is against that wall so we didn't have to go past that oh, area okay. like a, like, yeah. like a warning tape yeah right right I mean, they they must have the toilets were so black they had they were like using t-shirts or whatever they could find to wipe, I guess, and then just stuffing them in the toilets. It was amazing. No, that's what the curtains are for, right? You don't oh, wear t-shirts. You wear those. Yeah. Oh my god! And, and it, you so you see the dregs of the dregs. Oh yeah, uh, that house ever ha- every house since then has not phased me. Do you do? Kim, do you go in with like a like a like a, a mask on or anything? We have them. We have them, and I did actually use it for that house because the smell, if you can imagine, was just yeah. unbearable. And also, just airborne stuff. You can't be breathing that, right? And right. What if we they... have a respirator and we have masks. What if their radon system went down? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, wow. it was yeah. Jesus. I just had to share. Yeah, God, Kim, thank you, Kim. Yeah. That was a, a good first time call from you. We appreciate it. Great. Have a good time at work. Thanks a lot. (laughs) I had my my buddy Steve one time. He and his girlfriend had a co-sign on an apartment together. They broke up. She stayed there. He moved out. Um, And for, I guess, over the course of six months or whatever, uh, she was bouncing checks left and right. Oh, man. Steve had a couple of pieces of furniture left in this place. So we went by to go get what furniture he had left. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's like what she was describing, minus the needles. But there was, it was a foot deep of just garbage everywhere that you went. And I mean, just laying out on the carpet, piles of cat litter, just with crap in them, just garbage everywhere. Anything you can think of, it was, it was, I've never seen anything like it in my life. We got like two or three small pieces of furniture out of there and took off. And there were, there were checks laying around and and i it was i've never seen anything like it it was like walking into a dumpster in the kitchen were the spices all out of order yeah it was a she was a travesty i mean how do you like that you you wonder the story that because i think we're all we've all admitted to being nosy and busy bodies and you want to you know with somebody's house and you want to what's what's it like in there 
So in your mind, you have to run the story. What? What was going on here that you got that low where you're, you know, a foot of garbage? And as Kim was saying, piles of crap in the corners of the rooms. You know what this chick's story was? Oh, she was a, well, she was a stripper, but that doesn't mean that she's a bad person. No. She was just a party girl and didn't care. And she, I went years and years, like decades later, I went and looked her up. She has, she's got a record. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. What what does it sound like? Hip hop or? (laughs) No, not that. Oh. Uh, She has a criminal record. Uh, Hey, you folks like Phil? (laughs) No, she was hot. Really? Yeah, she was very attractive. She was just an idiot. yeah. Just an idiot. Uh, Nick, you pulled up an extensive article about the couple that was responsible for it in, uh, where was it, Maple Glen? Yeah, yes. it's in phillyvoice.com. This article uh, premiered today, and it's a really fascinating look into their life and um, how they've marketed this. And, and But they it, actually staged it. This wasn't the yeah. basement. Yeah. This is okay, the, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That they went in, like, they researched and said, this is what we want to do. And they, they put this in the basement specifically to rent their house on Airbnb. But that that is their house. It is their house, okay. yes. And they're doing it because they... Um, they they just met a few months ago and they have to afford uh, two different houses because their kids are going to different schools and they don't want to rip their kids out of the schools. And it's a business and they're using this house uh, to stage that business and the real estate agent was not in on the stunt. It was just, uh, just oh, these two really? people. Yeah, so, he, so to, to that okay. point, are they allowed to do that in this particular area? Because I remember Absolutely. there was a question as to whether or not that house could be extended Yep, they're allowed. They uh, have apparently annoyed some of their neighbors. They ha- yeah. rented out a party on New Year's Eve, and uh, some of the people in the neighborhood didn't care for that very much. Also, their kids go to the local high school, and so this publicity has been positive and negative because the kids have been affected as well. So, huh. um, it, But, yeah, it's on Philly Voice. I'll post a link to it, and uh, but it's on phillyvoice.com today. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. No, I want to go to this call first. I want to go to John. He's been on hold for a little while. Hey, John, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. It's all good, buddy. What's up? Uh, I just, I'm not a realtor, but I just thought when I heard the story, my wife and I were looking for our first house. We found a house that was hiding a pool underneath of it, like a full-size in-ground, like nine-foot to two-foot pool. It was a full built-in pool under, how, how is it situated? It was, so it was like a small house in Maniunk, and they had claimed that they built this, uh, you know, extension on the back to house in-laws and whatnot, and it was a very nice extension. It had a big room, a, a big bedroom, a private bathroom. But as we're walking around, I thought it was odd that the carpeted floor also had an area rug. And then as I was walking around, just looking around, I noticed the floor just felt a little uneven. So I picked up the rug and found this giant trap door. And then I picked up the trap door, and I was like, there's a freaking pool under here. <laughs> I mean, oh, like, like filled with water? Cool. And even the realtor was like, oh, he was mortified. He was like, oh, my God. I, oh, my God. I don't know what to tell you. Wait, John, John, yeah, John, was there water in the pool? There, I mean, there was, like, some probably groundwater in there. I mean, it wasn't filled with, you know, chlorine water or whatnot, but yes. There, what? what the what? hell? So they, they hit a pool in this room, and you said, how big was it? Yes, how, it was just, yes. How, ba- how, how big was the pool? You said nine feet? You said two it, to nine it, feet it, deep. It looked like one of those, I mean, it reminded me of my aunt's house, and she had one of those, like, you know, big... Nice outdoor pools that goes from like I don't know eight foot to two foot or whatnot, <laughs> ceramic tile, everything. I'm telling you, it was <laughs> wow. That's insane. I don't even know how that's possible mm-hmm. that you could build a house I, on top of one. Yeah, or an extension. I mean, we're like what the? And the guy's like, well, I assume you want to look somewhere else. We're like, yes, please. Like I don't want. I can only imagine the mold issue in that house. I, I can only imagine, especially if you don't have the right atmospheric controls. You know the story. The, the guy, the musician next to Robert Plant's house in England. 
in his basement. He was building and setting. They were building a built-in pool in the basement of his house, and the construction on that was causing foundation issues with Robert Plant's house. Oh, so they're in court, facing off against each other. Very bizarre. Sneak a pool into the basement. <laughs> well, thanks. We appreciate that. Confessions of people in the in the real estate industry. We thought it was an interesting story to key off of, but apparently, this uh, the the Fifty Shades home of Maple yes. Glen. Was a uh, it was planned? Yes, and uh, sure enough, it worked because they got they got some international news out of that. Tons of press. Yeah. They had those uh, devices and the bed and everything custom made. They uh, looked it. Yeah, and if you're looking to build yours, uh, you can go to Bondage Builder on Instagram, <laughs> and uh, he will build custom made um, devices like that for your is, basement. Is Bondage Builder local? No, sadly, he's out of Oregon. Damn oh it. wow! Yeah, they, you they have went, to pay some heavy shipping costs. They went to great lengths. Yeah, they, he delivered to it. To do Steve. that. Didn't have to worry about the shipping cost. Oh, really? Brought it all wow. the way to Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's excellent. Kathy, when you save okay. on shipping. Yes. I mean, uh, you, you know how know. hard it is to order a stockade. Wow. Okay. Uh, anyhow, thanks for your calls. Appreciate it. I would like to give away some $50 Dunkin' Donuts gift cards. Dunkin' uh, has given us these, and I will take callers number 10 and 11 to 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, Valentine's Day, stop by Dunkin' and get Heart-shaped, bling-sprinkled, and cookie dough and brownie-battered double-filled donuts are available now. Press and Steve run on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. Call us 1011-215-263-WMMR. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com to score $10 lift tickets and for details on how to register your sled to compete for cash and prizes. From WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Choose to love in any language with a Valentine's Day spa package from Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. Visit HandandStone.com or one of their 50 locations and give the gift of relaxation this Valentine's Day. Red, red, red. Is she seeing red? Well, she wants to this Valentine's Day. Give her one of Stephen Singer's famous Valentine's Day red 24 karat gold dip roses starting at only 59 bucks with free shipping. A gift that lasts a lifetime. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The, uh, the whole school cancellation uh, thing. I know Kathy was a little surprised this morning that your school district was being canceled as far as <clears throat> the weather goes. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I understand it. Yeah. I, I understand it, but yeah, I, yeah, I just, yeah. I just remember, and not to sound like an old lady again, but I just remember as a kid, like my dad having to shovel us out of the house so we could get to school two hours later. I no, I remember the same thing, and you'd be looking outside, going, "Definitely canceling yeah. it today." I mean, look at it, look at it, and then they wouldn't. Yeah, and, and now it's a, it's a different story. It's like, yeah, exactly, and it, it's it's probably for the the better because it, also you're dealing with different dynamics as far as people who who you know say, say mom and dad working or whatever and taking and dropping off and so on and so forth. I get it, but it used to seem like. All right, how many kids died on the way to school today? <laughs> right, right. All right, so we should probably close it. Tomorrow we'll close it. Uh, it, it there there seems to be no litmus test other than, come on, pussies. I, I actually feel for our superintendent. I know him because my wife is on uh, one of the school boards. Yeah, so, yeah. so he's a super great guy. But no matter the call that he makes, 
to go to school or not to go to school or delays catches crap from one side or the other. Oh, yeah. Always. At, at, always. at some point, it became the thing that you, you know, and you get it, err on the side of caution. Mm-hmm. But it's not like the kids get away because, as you said, they're they're going to replace it now. They, they lose a day. Yeah, Friday, uh, Saturday. Now, don't take this as gospel. Yeah. As one of my kids said that, that most likely if they were going to have a school day today, they would make it up this Friday because Friday there was going to be a day off or I don't know if it was a service day or whatever. whatever but, reason. Uh, mm. but anyhow, they're going to make it up on Friday. That's what I hear. That's what you've heard. Yeah. How close do you think we're getting to ha- not having snow days at all and just doing virtual online? So, like, uh, uh, you know, you just what, go onto st- your computer. Uh, and- on that day that you can't go into school, that, that you have a, a teacher a, just teaches I think we're class. very far from that. Uh, you think yeah, so? yeah, because not everybody will have that, be guaranteed that technology, unless, of course, the school issues it to everyone. Well, yeah. yeah, there are yeah. some schools that issue the um, the laptops the or the tablets or Chromebooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we get those. It's funny seeing the other side of it, you know, like the administrative side of canceling school and what goes into that as yeah. opposed to when you were a kid and you'd be like, I can't believe, I hate them. Yeah. What idiots. Oh, my God. Though as a kid, I, I and it was oh. so well represented on the Goldbergs, where they were they were there, and you'd run down and you listen to the the, uh, the radio. radio. Yeah, but I mean, even as a kid, I could say, "Can you see what's outside? Yeah. Did you look out the window?" Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. walking in snow trenches, yeah, like like I felt like I was at Point Barrow, Alaska, and I'm like, you know. Why is it not closed? Well, I yeah. remember what, we had two schools that we needed to walk between. Yeah. Uh, you know, some classes were in, in different buildings. And, like, all of the kids falling and slipping on ice. And, I mean, that would never That's happen today. 50 they, million times. Yeah, and I was walking, Kathy. I was always, at whatever way they set up the school district for that year, I was always at the furthest point possible. Yeah. So uh, it was always, and, and then many times, for some reason, I wouldn't qualify for bus service. So I'd end up walking. walking home. I... You know, I was the Catholic school kid in the neighborhood, yeah. and sometimes we would have school, and the public school kids wouldn't, you know? Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. You just want to yeah. die. Yeah. You just, I mean, because in, for a child, for kids, you know, and it's, it, we've talked about this. It's the greatest, it's, it's, it's like finding a thousand dollars in the couch. <laughs> You're right. It's the greatest <laughs> gift you can get, a yeah. day off. Now, yeah. the question occurs, when do you find out about it? And the luxury I'll say the kids have these days that we never had. We had to get up, get fully dressed, and stand by the front screen door while the radio was on. You'd have all that crap on. All ready to go. I remember And that was it. You you guys, not meaning in the room here, but the kids now get the alert more often than not the day before, the night before. Well, we knew last night there was going to be at least a two-hour delay. uh, delay. And then also, everybody gets text messages, phone calls, and emails now. Well, that's the other thing, too. The schools are making a decision the night before. Okay, we'll do a two-hour delay, but they'll say, we will reevaluate at this, and they give a specific time, at least our district did and a few others, Mm -hmm. at 6 a.m. or at 7 a.m. So look for another decision then. You know, And listen, it is good for working parents who don't have someone to stay home with their kids who, you know, absolutely don't have a snow day. There are, these are things to, to be prepare. considered. And you can cause, by the way, also, the more people you have out on the roads in a, in, a, in a situation, school buses and so on and so forth, that makes things more dangerous. But you're right, Kathy, about <clears throat> the working parents. And it's like, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. Stay home from work? Take my kid to work with me? You know, I mean, the, depending on the age of the kids, it can be a real difficult proposition. So Phil, the you're, early... you're coming with me to the munitions factory. <laughs> right. But the earlier they make that decision, then it yes. gives parents time to try to figure out what they're going to do. Yes. I, go ahead. We have a superintendent of, oh. of a uh, school on the line. This is Greg. Hi, Greg. You're on the air. Good morning. 
Hey, guys. Love the show. Thanks for having me on. No problem. So you are a superintendent? Well, I'm assistant superintendent. I was just trying to sound cool on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have continued to lie, and we would have bought it hook, yeah. line, and sinker. Yeah. No, you're still cool. Yeah, you you're wanna, still cool. Do you want to say what school district, or would you rather remain anonymous? Well, I, I'm lucky enough to be driving around the beautiful school district of Williamstown right now. All right. Greatest school district in South Jersey. I'm really lucky to work there. All right. And what's it like when you guys have to make that call, when you got to make the decision, you know? Well, we're really trying to work with the, the community to get the word out. So we started putting up on Facebook and everywhere. So I spend the first hour or two of my day posting it and then working with the comments on Facebook and stuff and trying to uh, make everybody happy, which is really great. How much of your job in, in cases like this is mitigating um you know uh, people's uh, anger <laughs> and and that sort of stuff absolutely because there, there's no right decision yeah and what happens is that the county there's a call that the superintendent gets on and they all make it together and it, it's it, the comments are, are are great on facebook it's hilarious because half the people are really mad half the people are really supportive <laughs> and uh, it, it's awesome it really so, so let me let me ask you uh greg so why why do you think our perception is that it's become a lot more um uh erring on the side of caution these days where they they'll they'll jump out of things that really years ago would not have presented an issue but now you're out ahead of it where where do you think or what where where was the when did the decree occur that said we need to do it this way and, and what do you think it was um, predicated on? Well, I have a little bit of expertise in that. I'm also an attorney, okay. So I would say I would say that the uh, the liability and right. keeping students safe. We want to make sure all students are safe. So that's what we, that's what we were thinking. Yeah, so you're dealing with a case. You you want to err on the side of the caution because you have these buses yeah, going around. You have these things, and you, the more people are out and about in the bad weather, you'd rather just take it and be safe. But as we said before, the students will end up getting those days back, usually in the summer, right? Well, we we have days built in, just like you were talking about with this Friday. There there's always always days built in in most districts. Mm-hmm. I would hate that, man. I'd, 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 you know, to meet, to eat up summer. I know it's hard to think about it when you're in, you know, win, the winter days. Yeah, I was trying to explain to my kids last yeah. night. And I'm like, well, you know, the, the summer, you're going to have news. Yeah, but, man, we, you know, they had already made plans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know. Yeah. I know. We got this. I know. We got it off already. So. I, you can, there's, and honestly, I can't say I, I, I would argue against that. But from an adult perspective, I'd rather have a, a great summer's day available than a, a crappy winter Man. day. Yeah, but it's hard to see that. Yeah, I know. You know, kids. Well, and listen, it was earlier, I think it was like November this year when we got that one crazy snow day, and then last year in March, uh, around Cardboard Classic time, the kids, um, it was that like disaster travel situation trying to get the kids home from school. At least in our district, there were some kids that got home hours after they were supposed to. They sat on the bus that long. So if it avoids that on yep. for it, those and kids are too young to be on a school bus until 7 o'clock at and night. And Greg, that's what you guys have to consider as well. What if what if the freak storm happens and, every, and, and we're stuck and kids are away from the home for hours and hours and people don't know the yeah. uh, where they are? Where's my baby? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Absolutely. Well, and and we, we are very, we keep our transportation open. Most districts are really on top of this stuff, and I appreciate you letting me talk about it. And I just want to say, Braves, go Braves, go! Oh, Weaver. go Braves! All right, <laughs> Brave, 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 just be Brave, Brave. Yeah. All right, thank you, Greg. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, that's uh, Brave, Brave. 
No, Oops. but he's spoken like a true Braves fan. <laughs> Braves. And there was something I was going to point out. I can't remember what the hell it was about. Uh, school, <clears throat> snow. Yeah, vehicles, and snows, and snow. The Yeti, and perhaps. Mm-hmm. Well, there was that one time where we did have a Yeti attack. Do you remember that footage? Yeah. I used a couple days ago, I showed you the footage, the definitive footage of the of the uh, oh Sasquatch spotted yes. in Utah. Yeah. It was only uh, the guy on a hill, a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go to some other calls here. I'm going to go to. Uh, yeah, this would suck. This has happened before. Hey, John, you're on the air. Good morning. I've had people fist bump me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's up, bud? Oh, man, I graduated in 2000 from Tolpa Hocken. That's like northern Berks County. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. Like more cows than people. So I we had one day. It was like five inches of ground, like on the ground. Yeah. Snow, and I get my buddy's Geo Prism. Okay. Great vehicle in the snow. <laughs> Get, it's like seven, eight miles of back roads to school. We barely get to the parking lot. There's the principal in the parking lot going, go home! Oh. Go home! And we're like, we're already here! Yeah. We are, like, so now you're going to send us back out, and it was like a turning point. Like Once that happened, it was like, no doubt, every time, at least two-hour delay, and then you wait for closure. So. Yeah, so, and to that point, John, so that's exactly why they do what they do. So when they appear a little too... Cautious, just it's better to go that way than to have people try to get out in this stuff and get stuck and and their in their geo prisons. We all had crappy cars. Yes, you're risking life and limb to get to school, and then to tell you to turn around. Oh my God, yeah, but so I I can certainly understand it. And thanks, John. Getting that. Getting that night before notice, that means you could stay up late. Yeah. That means you could sleep in. Yes. Oh, my God, That yes. means you could have pancakes on school morning. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> no, Steve, you're exactly right. Yeah, That's you're, what it meant. That's I remember what it that, meant. too. I remember that, too. <laughs> there was time yeah. for pancakes. For breakfast. Seven pancakes. <laughs> so a lot of times I'd play this route. My mom would ask me to shovel the driveway. We lived on a hill that had a long driveway. Ugh. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't like we lived on an estate. We just had a poorly designed house. Mm-hmm. So I, I was. Uh, I would shovel the driveway, and you know, though it seemed to snow nineteen feet every time when I was growing up. And, and uh, by the time I, I, you know, I'd be finishing it off or three quarters of the way, and if I slowed it up enough, the bus would would pass before I, I couldn't make it to the bus. You know, yeah. oh, that was my bus, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm working so hard. Uh Steve, for me and my brothers, it meant you got to watch the full hour of The Price is Right from 11 until noon. Everything. Mm. Then you'd get lunch. Yeah. Oodles and noodles. And then... uh, On my TV tray. And then, yes, TV (laughs) tray. Oodles and noodles, not grilled cheese and uh, tomato soup. Oodles and noodles was the appetizer. And then uh, (laughs) usually peanut butter uh, sandwiches on toast and then sledding in the afternoon. And then Mm, what happens is because, honestly, as you stop and think about it, then by like three or four, you've returned to your normal schedule. There's right. nothing. You're not in any new territory then. Those are the critical hours to sop up like a sponge. So, for example, for us, we so uh, we I leave around one one thirty from 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 work. You know, so the time that is when we get vacation days off or whatever, it's really for me to absorb late at night. Or in the morning when I'm here at work. Right. Otherwise, everything else is just the same. Pretty you normal. Know? Yep. Yeah. So that's how you that's how you experience things. In school, those are the critical times. Yep. Nick, you made a key point uh, when you said go sledding. Because we would go sledding. We'd play in the snow. My dad would build us igloos. 
there's not even enough snow outside no, for no. the kids to go out to right. no, play fr- in it. No frolicking today. Yeah. Yeah, we no. would spend all day armoring up and getting our, our uh, weapons ready for the snowball fight that happens after dinner. So, I mean, you would spend hours just making snowballs and snowball and wow. snowball forts. Okay. Right? Because well, it was one side of the street always versus the, the other side of the street. There were those times when you would get a, a profound snow that would give you, you knew you had a couple days. Yeah. And then that there therein was was it was like a vacation but um uh, yeah when it was just a day you, you didn't have enough time to really ma- stage a massive snowball war we had a long driveway but we never had to shovel it but uh that's okay because our, our sidewalk was all brick that's the worst thing to shovel. oh my god so casey, casey. we just replaced Forget our brick it. and so when we bought the house our house in mount airy it was a brick walkway in the back there's no, no way. Way. you you, you might as well just go out with a toothbrush and rub the snow off each separate brick because you can't shovel it. You can't. How come you didn't have to shovel your driveway? We just didn't. It's not that we didn't have to. We just didn't. But who did? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> we just drove on. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, that was required, man. Like, and Hey, if if it's flat, I don't blame you. Yeah. Mine has an incline to it. You have to shovel it. So it won't make it. Uh, I mean, and it's very slight, but you could pull in and get stuck in the driveway. So Ours was a bit of a hill, and if you didn't be. shovel it, Preston, you would drive off onto the lawn. Yeah, yeah. ours was yeah. not a hill at all, and so, and but more power and to And also, uh, it wasn't until, like, later on in life that we actually had the, the driveway uh, re-tardened surfaced and all that, but it was all, like, wonky and yeah. divity and stuff like that, so who would want to shovel that? Right. Kathy, your dad would build igloos for you guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, and he would make it look like it was like little ice bricks around it. Yeah, I mean, you really? guys know my dad. Oh, yeah, he would. Yeah, he would build slides for us in the front yard. Yeah, wow. he was like anything for my little girl. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, one hundred percent. She tells yes. me to do it, and I do it. <laughs> Is it warm enough in there for you, sweetie? Oh yeah, I'll go was, make you lunch. It was that's awesome. my little girl. All the kids in the neighborhood would come to our house because he would make like you know snow uh, uh, slides and everything in the front lawn. So all the kids would come and play in our lawn. That's pretty cool. Press, is there a hill that you guys can walk to, to sled? Not, well, yeah. I mean, I live on a golf course. Yeah. Yeah, there's loads of hills out there. But the really big one, they shut down, Bergie Hill. You can't go on there anymore. A kid died a few years ago on there, so it was terrible. Oh, wow. They don't, do they, will they let you onto the golf course to go? Oh, yeah. They will. Uh, Doesn't that F up the the turf? No, not when it's snow. Okay. No, there's plenty of spots. The better the hill, though, the worse it is. To walk up it after, yeah, yeah you got to consider that. Yep. You got to consider the walk back up. We have a really, really great hill that I can walk to on Pax and Hollows uh, golf course. But man, coming hill, back up, there's not hit. even enough. Right? Is there enough out there? No, for that? I, no. You, I mean, you could. Yesterday there was. You could. I mean, I've I've no. seen my kids try it, and you, it's mostly grass, and you can slide a little bit. A few. T- you get a, a few runs in. So it ain't, it's not that fun. So, so Preston, yesterday I, you know, so I, I went in, I did the uh, the endoscopy, I had the, uh, the little a little checkup, uh, propofol. You know, they give you. Uh, they're over. By the way, over at Penn, they're <laughs> awesome. Everyone who took care of me, thank you so much. But uh, so I, it was a little delirious from the from the propofol. Went back. I said, you know what? I just, I took out the snowblower for like an inch and a half. That, no. Why not? Yeah. By like, the way, I'm getting some texts in and people are saying that it's icy in some spots, especially Trenton, New Jersey. I'm seeing a few texts coming. Nick, have you seen those? It's yeah. really icy. Yeah. I so mean, Jersey's really... getting hit a little bit harder. Yeah. than Like where we are. And right. the the caller who called in from Williamstown School District, which by the way, their mascot is the Braves. So yes. I apologize for my snarky comment. No, we just couldn't hear it. Yeah. Uh, go Braves. Um, he th- Brave. that's from that area. Yeah, Brave. Okay. Um, so anyhow, uh, keep Courage. in mind, you know, there are some areas that do need to have uh, have school called off, and that's uh, that's the story with that. 
Um, we case we got to wrap up. I can't talk to this caller online one. Mm, I don't, do I no, yeah, you have time to talk to oh. that person. All right, let me get a, one more. Another school official. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a school official. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> what school? What's I, the school of hard knocks. Hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. Hello, Preston. Hello, Shotgun Steve. Hello, Sweet Tea. Hello, Nick. And hello, Casey. Hey, how you doing, Dad? <laughs> Dad, oh, that's right. Yeah, all right. Hey, I'm good, son. Hey, hey I had to tell you guys. When I was a kid growing up, wow. we had we had this. A, a golf course that is called the Nutcracker, and we would all go up the Nutcracker and go sledding and drink and and start a bonfire. So we like seven. <laughs> all right. We, we, we have the best. We have the best hill in Philadelphia. It's called Explains the a lot. Really. So Gary, where is this hill? On the Nutcracker, where what, is the what Nutcracker? Golf, what golf course? <laughs> Judy had a golf course. Judy, okay, that's right. You know, where they have the pro-am. Yeah. And there's so many hills, when you land, you, bu- you bust your nuts. <laughs> yeah? I figured it had something to do with that, yeah. There's so. a few people in this world that cracker. I just can't imagine as children. <laughs> Steve, you're one of them. Yeah, yeah. The Gary's short, another. The shorter the sled, the faster you went, and the higher you went, and you come down, and that's all she wrote. Uh, that's okay. my new sitcom, Little Gary. <laughs> All right, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Why? Because he's coming down to. uh... For my birthday. Oh, it's your birthday tomorrow? It was was Friday. I'm going to come in tomorrow. I'm having a big birthday party. Have you prearranged with Nick? It's everything's taken care of, man. All right, all right. Is it really? That's good. (laughs) It's all (laughs) Nick. Do you know about it? No. It's the first I'm hearing of it. All right, bye. We'll see you. Bring us some presents. All right. For your birthday. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. Gary, Gary, can you bring some uh, old childhood pictures, please? Oh, I could do that. Please, and remember. This and is your dad throw, speaking. Oh, you know what? Throw, you're not going to throw darts at it. No, 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 no Gary, 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 be prepared. I might have, uh, I might have some lines for you to read. If I, if I come in tomorrow, can I get a case of beer plasma for my birthday? <laughs> of course. <laughs> wow. Very specific. Don't be arranged. Can I get a case of beer presbo for my birthday? We'll see about that. Gary, all right. All right. Pre pre happy birthday. All right. Thank you, thank you, Preston. All right. See you later, everybody. <laughs> Love and kisses. Love and kisses. Dear God, who's that? Um, uh, who's that man? He's a kid. I, uh, I am glad we took that call. All right, we need to take a break. We will be back in a moment with some bizarre file stories. Thanks for your calls. We'll return shortly. Ninety-three-three WMMR presents Jackson's local shots artist of the month, Dave Joyce. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyboard local shots. Dave Joyce, Jackson's local shots artist of the month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Before we uh, go to the bizarre file, you want to talk to the realtor for the uh, bondage house? Yes, the Fifty Shades of Maple Glen. Yep. Yeah, uh, she's calling in. Uh, so let's get. Uh, hi, is this Melissa? Yes. Hi. Hey, how you doing, Melissa? Good. How are you? Good. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we, uh, you know, we were talking about that house last week, and then then we found out it was kind of a, a viral thing, <laughs> with the intent of getting viral traction, which it did quite well. It did well, at, yeah. And uh, then we had a, a conversation earlier this morning about things that uh, realtors or people who work in that business may have seen in their time. Uh, but a question: Is this house for sale or not, Melissa? 
Yes, it is for sale for seven hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, so that price was which is actually a, legit. I think a pretty good price for that. For what I was seeing, the house is over five thousand mm-hmm. square feet. It's yeah, a nice neighborhood. Looks really really cool. So, okay. uh, yeah. what about the Airbnb aspect of it? They're still doing the Airbnb for seven fifty during the weekdays and two thousand on the weekends, and they even have like a three hour also increment um, for a couple hundred dollars. I'm not sure. You can rent it for you can for that. You can rent it for three hours. hours. Yes, they're doing like short term ones now. There's so much interest in the house of listings. They're doing that too. I can see why the neighbors are upset at that with the three hour three hour. Are they? Yes, I was watching a a story on the news about a lot of the neighbors are not thrilled about this, and I'm sure you know that as well, Melissa. Correct? Well, there's only two neighbors in the streets. The three house. Oh, well, that, so yeah. it's them and two other houses, and those two neighbors are upset. Are people upset. having sex in there. <laughs> Ashley, did, I'm That's sorry. Gross. Melissa, did you know about this when you, did you know that they wanted it to go viral? Were you a part of that? Well, what happened was um, they just had told me that this was the house they were doing Airbnb with and that everything had to stay the way it was. And so when I saw it, he told me he would not, he wouldn't change a thing. He wouldn't take anything out. And I had to work with the Airbnb showings and I had to work with how it was. So uh, I think most realtors probably would have put it up as the typical suburban home, left out the basement, and kind of just told people when they were going in to see it that this is what you're going to see. Right. But I thought I had to portray the house the way it was, so I put everything in there the way it was. I put all the pictures online. I named it the Fifty Shades of Maple Glen, I, the suburban <laughs> house with a sexy twist, all these things that were attention grabbers that I thought were good because that is the house that makes us different than anybody else that I've ever seen. So, so that was and your I, that was your creativity that came up with the Fifty Shades of Mabel Glenn? Yes. Oh, all right. Well done. And then, thank you. <laughs> and then I pitched it to Philadelphia Magazine saying, this is a different house, you should write about it. And they were totally on board about it. So I really thought it was going to be me and them. And I didn't really think that it was going to go viral as crazy as it did. <laughs> I mean, I made jokes to people that, oh, I'm going to put this house on the map. But, like, I really did put this house on the map. <laughs> yeah, around, <laughs> the, around the global map. Hey, Melissa, yes, yes. Melissa, there's an article on uh, phillyvoice.com by Brian Hickey earlier today. I don't know if you had a chance to read it or not. If you, I did. I did. I, I was going to ask if you have uh, wanted to add or um, uh, comment on anything that Brian wrote. I think it was a beautiful article. I think he portrayed the couple exactly how they are, such a loving and beautiful couple. <laughs> and that, um, you know, they, people don't really realize that side, but that's really how they are, exactly how he's described them. Yeah, there, there's and, a video um, attached to it, and it's a really interesting look into their lives and, and what they've been able to accomplish with this uh, effort. Yes. I mean, they're and they're very smart, but, I mean, they did this place for Airbnb and that it, I listed it that way. Wow. But, I mean, there's a lot of talk that, oh, it, I staged this property and made it like what real estate agents would do. First of all, if I did think to do that, that probably would be more brilliant, but I didn't <laughs> think to do that. All right. Uh, wow. But you, you've done well. Melissa, slap on a yeah. mustache and you're the new Tom Skiffington out there. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Le- legendary time. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you just quickly: uh, any offers on the house so far for purchase? We have a lot of interest, but no offers yet. Okay, we still have people going in; they're still showing. But now with the snow, it kind of hurt us with the snow today. Yeah, it, all right, all right, okay. yeah. It, it takes the uh, the wind out of the bondage sales. Well, it's yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard to get in the house when you can't get in the driveway. <laughs> that's right. Well, it's a lot of fun. No, that's uh, that's cool. That's a little feather in your cap. So I uh, hope you hope you move that house soon. Okay, Melissa. Thank you so much. I bet Thanks. your business will increase now. Yeah. What's your, what's your last so. what, what's your last name? So in case people Melissa, are looking for a realtor, Melissa Leonard from Caldwell Banker Preferred. Melissa Leonard from Caldwell Caldwell Banker Preferred. All right, cool. Well, thanks for the call, well Melissa. Done. We appreciate it. 
Thanks so much. All right, take, take care. care. We'll see you later. Bye. Wow, okay. A little viral action there. Nice. Wild. All right, um, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right. Be filed. Brought to you by Duncan this Valentine's Day. Stop by Duncan and get heart-shaped bling sprinkled and cookie dough and brownie batter double-filled donuts. Preston and Steve run on Duncan. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. Well, a woman in Missouri is accused of poisoning her husband with antifreeze, placing his body on a bed and setting him on fire so she could marry an inmate at the prison that she works at. Oh, man. You know mm-hmm. what? I think it's time for marriage counseling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Amy Murray faces charges in the death of Joshua Murray, who an autopsy said most likely died from poison. Uh, She faces charges of first-degree murder and armed criminal action, uh, jailed in lieu of $750,000 bond. She made it look like an accident. Uh, She was having an affair with an inmate at the Jefferson City Correctional Center. I used to live right down the street from there. Oh, boy. uh, Where she worked as a nurse. Uh, The inmate, 40-year-old Eugene Claypool, has been jailed for more than 18 years in the deadly stabbing of a 72-year-old man. This has got to make single guys not in prison feel like so bad. Right? How's this guy getting women? Exactly. anybody watched Escape from Dannemora yet? I watched uh, the first episode. I okay. still have to watch. The yeah, rest of I mean, it, yeah. it's uh, I, it's not that similar, but yeah. pretty similar to this. No, you're right. They had a uh, relationship with a worker there and managed yep. to mm-hmm. finagle that into an escape. Yeah. Police in Indonesia have apologized after a video emerged showing officers using a live snake to force a confession from a suspected cell phone thief. The video Good snake, bad snake. Uh, yeah, I think it <laughs> might have been what they've been doing. Steve. They were doing, Steve. Uh, the video. <laughs> Shows a seated and restrained man being questioned by officers while a snake is draped around his shoulders. I'm and, the good snake. And its head pushed toward his face. Jeez. Police asked the suspect how many times he had stolen cell phones as he writhed on the ground and screamed in fear. Only two times, the prisoners heard saying, as another man rubs the snake on his face. Mm, <laughs> you like that, don't snake you? on your face. Uh, a voice off camera can be heard ordering the man to keep his eyes open as the snake is pushed towards him. All right, bring in the monkey. The unidentified voice also threatened to put the snake in the suspect's mouth and oh. down his pants. Oh, my God. That's what? no. 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 Uh, Tani Ananda Swadaya. There's a line you can cross in snake interrogation, and that that's the line. A, you're going to swallow what I give you to swallow. <laughs> a police chief issued a statement apologizing for the interrogation methods. It was supposed to be an earthworm. After details of the incident emerged, the investigator was not professional, he said, in doing his job. Uh, Swadaya admitted. They were supposed to be snake pictures. We have taken stern action against the personnel. He said, though the snake in question was tame and not venomous. Uh, He also stressed that the officers involved had been acting on their own initiative to try and extract a confession and had not physically assaulted the suspect. It was a police snake. You mentioned monkeys. I think I have a monkey story. Let me see if I can Oh, I think I know which one you have. Find this one. Yeah, you probably do. Um, But I think it's further down in my... I like this one. ...list. Uh, Let's see here, ma'am. I know I have You have such a huge pile of bizarre... You're a little monkey, are you? All right, yes. uh, Zookeepers say a group of chimpanzees use branches weakened by a storm to make a ladder and escape from their enclosure at the Belfast Zoo. Care, care, kim, kim, chim, chim, if you noticed. 
The tree fell down and now we can escape. A video filmed Saturday by visitors in the Northern Ireland Zoo showed several primates scaling a wall and perching atop it. Well, any fool can see this. With one walking down a path outside the enclosure. Uh, Zookeeper Alan Cairns said the uh, trees in the chimps enclosure have been weakened by recent storms, allowing the animals to break them and fashion a ladder to escape. And they, they did, man. They, they You see them running right up, jumping the uh, the wall. Yeah, he told the BBC they're intelligent primates, and they know that they're not supposed to be out of their enclosure, so uh, they got back in themselves. Gather around, boys. I've fashioned passports for all of us. <laughs> Two weeks ago, a rare red panda escaped from the same zoo when its electric fences failed. Uh, the animal was recaptured in the driveway of a nearby house. So it's like Jurassic Park. Yeah. We'll do one more story, and then we will wrap things up. Uh, let's go with this one. A, this is kind of a, a nice story. All nice, right. Nice ending to it anyway. A North County man who in San Diego spent six weeks in a coma returned home on Wednesday and celebrated Christmas in February with all of his neighbors. Oh, wow. Yeah, Ryan Kane went to the hospital with flu-like symptoms on December 10th, soon after he was diagnosed with pneumonia that went septic. Uh, Kane was placed in the intensive care unit where he stayed for nearly six weeks. According to his mother, Janet, she said his whole body was in paralytic state and was completely run by machines for six weeks. When Ryan was in the ICU, there were five other patients on a life support system, and for the, they were from the same condition, and Ryan was the only survivor. Only one that lived. Yeah. Uh, she said one of the first things he asked when he woke up was, did I miss Christmas? Uh-huh. His mother said... And then he was reminded he was Jewish. No. His mother... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I became Christian during the coma. He said, no, Christmas can happen any time of the year, and it's waiting for you at home. Uh, the Kane family lives on Christmas Card Lane, by oh, the way. That's in Christmas Cookie Cove. And uh, people all over San Diego dro- drive to their neighborhood during the holidays to see all the decorations. And the neighbors couldn't think of anything better, a better way to welcome Kane home than to line the streets Aww. and celebrate Christmas for him, right? Do we know how Very old he is? Is he a, nice... like a kid? kid? No, he's an adult. Okay. 111. Uh, what's that? 111. 111 years old. This is the greatest day of my life. Especially since I'm Jewish. Uh, one, of, <laughs> one of the dozens of neighbors who lined the Christmas card lane said it's been an emotional experience and was proud of him for being a fighter. He said, I'm so blessed with Christmas that Christmas is still here, and I hope that uh, I never... Go back to the hospital again. So it was kind of. A, I a never nice, want to go back to the hospital again. A nice yeah. story to end up. You know what they say? Nobody dies in Christmas, guys. Yeah, that's right. We 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 had a funeral. <laughs> Isn't that what your friends said? Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre pile for you. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. Couple things. Um, if you would like to win a free tattoo from a gentleman who is well known in the world of tattoo artists, Clean Rock One. Yes. From Ink Masters and Golden Skull Tattoo in Las Vegas, text the word tattoo to 39333. You have to be available to be here Friday and get a Preston and Steve tattoo. So do that now. Tattoo to 39333. When we come back, we're going to meet another. Awesome tattoo artist who is uh, here this morning and has administered a tattoo to our listener, Jim. That's Chris Shockley from Ink Master Season 11. That's awesome. And we'll see how things went with those guys. We'll take a break, come back in just a moment or two. Lesson, question, and more is on the way when we return. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show on 93.3 WMMR. Like the podcast? You'll also love it live. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 a.m. on the radio at 93.3 WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. 
Jennifer Peppers on 93.3 WMMR. Don't stop. It is uh, about uh, eight minutes after 10 o'clock on Tuesday with the President of the Steve Show. <clears throat> a few more things to get to before wrapping up the program today. Word of the Week prize. Get close to winning that letter at the end of the show. Uh, lesson question coming up in just a moment, but Kathy Romano has requested the floor. <laughs> Let yeah. me go to her first. So you guys remember uh, about a month ago there was a fire that closed Redstone that we talked about. Um, they're actually reopening the today. The Plymouth Meeting location. Yes, the Plymouth yes. Meeting location. They're uh, reopening today. Oh. Uh, and they're going to do uh, a meet and eat, and they're going to do some advertising on the station just to get the word out because they lost some business, obviously, when the restaurant closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that I've been starving since then. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so they reopen today, and they're going to be open for Valentine's Day. So I just wanted to mention that uh, oh. for Mike and, and the rest of the employees okay. that are at Redstone. Very uh, nice over there, by the way, in addition to yeah, the food is great, but they're, yeah. they're nice people. So yep. if you have any suggestions on what you want for the, uh, for the meet and eat, let me know. No. Cornbread. Okay. <laughs> Their cornbread is really good. Is. I'll tell them. I mean, there's I, I, anything on the menu I'll take. What was that drink really, really you good. thought or the, what you thought they'd made especially? It right wasn't there. a drink. It was they used to serve this at brunch. They had this um, delicious pecan, oh my God. A cinnamon roll that was out of this freaking world. It was only at their Sunday brunch. Yep. And I'm sitting there. We're, we're having. We didn't order it. They come over and they just they place it on the table. I'm like, well, you know, it's a... <laughs> they must know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just you know they they Thank didn't want to say you. anything and embarrass me. And did they you get up and over and look and around the restaurant? The I'm on radio and they're big fans, so that's why I'm <laughs> I'm getting this. <laughs> but uh, please return to your civilian meal. <laughs> Turns out everybody gets that uh, at the at the, at the branch, branch. So yeah. I didn't know that. But anyway, well, it's cool. I'm glad they're opening back up. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, business as usual was cool. All right, we're going to do uh, today's lesson question, and we are going to give away uh, four pack of tickets to join the Philadelphia Wings in honoring the military and first responders. Local Heroes Night is at the Wings. They're going to be playing uh, the Black Wolves on February 16th at Wells Fargo Center. Question that I have for you this morning is who will play Kim Kardashian in the eventual eventual movie about her life? It's amazing. Yeah, I never would have guessed this person. 215-263-WMMR. Who will play Kim Kardashian in the eventual movie about her life? It's not real. It's made up from earlier this morning. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now, and while you're calling, we're going to do the Hollywood trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Duncan. This Valentine's Day, stop by Duncan to get heart-shaped, bling-sprinkled, and cookie dough and brownie batter double-filled donuts. Preston and Steve run on Duncan. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. What's going on, Steve? Well, Jennifer Aniston spent a lot of time with ex-husband Brad Pitt during her 50th birthday party, sparking rumors of a reconciliation. Pitt is reportedly actively wooing Aniston by arranging for her to receive a daily wake-up call from Ric Flair. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie Reynolds. Legacy Dance Studio in North Hollywood was demolished over the weekend despite a last-ditch effort to save the local landmark. A sympathetic area politician observed, quote, I know this building probably meant a lot to you if you're like a million years old. Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound very sympathetic at all. And finally, shoes from the Katy Perry collection resembling a woman wearing blackface had been removed from stores. So sources close to Perry saying that the shoes were never meant to be racist and were designed to complement her Hitler handbags. Oh <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll go to the phone, see if we can get an answer to this question. Who's going to play Kim Kardashian in the eventual movie about her life? And I am going to go to Brandon, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Brandon, good morning. Hello. 
Hello. Brandon, who's going to play Kim Kardashian in the movie about her life? Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Very good, sir. Hang on a second. We'll get your info, and we're going to give you a pair of tickets. Uh, actually, a four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Wings honoring military first responders during the local Heroes Night. When the Wings are taking on New England Black Wolves, February 16th, Wells Fargo Center, and tickets are on sale now via wingslax.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salus University, offering quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Their expert audiologists are going to help you hear your best info at salusuhealth.com slash PEI. In its ongoing quest to disrespect the rock genre, Recording Academy left late Pantera and Hell Yeah drummer Vinnie Paul Abbott. Oh. Of the In Memoriam segment. I totally forgot about that, yeah. Of the uh, the Grammys, yeah, that's correct. Uh, and they also left off a few other people. Uh, rock artist uh, Ollie Herbert of uh, All That Remains and Kyle uh, Pavone from We Are Romans, both who passed away last year, like Abbott. Although the three were listed on the Grammys website's memorial page. Yes. <clears throat> one of the many rockers who called out the Academy for blatantly skipping uh, the three on the telecast was Hailstorm singer Lizzie Hale, who was a presenter at the event. She wrote on Instagram, I'm disappointed and disheartened uh, that they were not acknowledged in the annual memoriam list this year. I'm very much aware that our genre is still not given the respect it deserves. This is why I'm involved. And that's why I was there in my leather jacket and horns raised, representing my genre, presenting awards at the pre-televised ceremony. If you want change, you must take action. Hill pointed out that Abbott was nominated for four Grammy Awards over the course of his career. Yeah, how do you miss that? Yeah, which uh, ended with his death last July at the age of 54. Ghost frontman Tobias Forge has uh, won another victory in the legal battle between himself and four uh, former members of the band. So that's still going on, believe it or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. An appeals court has rejected the argument of the ex-members that the judge who ordered the dismissal of their lawsuit against Forge had a conflict of interest in overseeing the case. Ha-ha, you lose. Uh, the four musicians appealed the dismissal with their attorney, Michael Berg, writing in court documents it must have been almost impossible for Judge uh, Henrik Ebold to, or Heinrich, is that how you would say that, uh, to objectively and impartially assess the... <laughs> Probative of the information that Tobias Forge has provided. Exculpatory. Uh, uh, since both Eibold and Forge are members of the Swedish Order of Freemasons. Uh, an appeals court has now determined that the plaintiffs had uh, failed to demonstrate. I present to you my legal case. Exculpatory and pedantic. Uh, to demonstrate an actual conflict of interest in the decision, the court wrote that in Sweden... Uh, there's a constitutional freedom of association, which means that all citizens, even judges, have the right to belong to organizations. Nah, bah, 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 bah. It's all legal. Pooey. Yeah, he won. I, I won, so I poo-poo in your face. <laughs> nanny, nanny. Aha. Uh-huh. I'm, so, I'm Cardinal Copia. Yeah. I am not. My nose is bleeding before and... I just swallowed a little bit of blood. Oh, is that what you That's left? factual information. Is that what you left? That's why I went to the bathroom so yeah, quickly. Bloody nose, I didn't know that. Because I've been blowing it very hard, robustly, and the blood pours down my throat as I'm trying to make jokes. It's not very effective. 
I, I never knew it got to that I, point. I didn't even know this music had that in there. Okay. That's very cool. Anyway. I mix the poo-poo. <laughs> I, I saw the poo-poo in your face. Uh, Foo Fighters guitarist Chris Shivlett uh, in a recent interview said that 2019 will likely be a year of little activity for the band. They've been very, very busy. Goddamn right. Uh, as if Foo's were... I'm just trying to spice things up. Uh, finished for a while after touring the 2017 Concrete and Gold album for the better part of the past year. Shifflett said, well, kind of. It's not a super heavy year. Uh, we kind of wrapped up touring for the last record, but we have some stuff. We have some festivals coming up later in the year. But he said, for the most part, they're going to they're gonna take it easy. Do you feel as if you're stepping out on the tightrope every time you say Shifflett's? I do. Yeah. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Um, but it can be done. A mansion... Once owned by uh, Lars Ulrich of Metallica, it is apparently on sale in Northern California for twelve million dollars. The thirteen thousand square foot, six bedroom, nine bedroom home. Thirteen thousand square feet. Uh, just six a, bedrooms and nine bedrooms. A bathroom. I'm okay. sorry, nine bathrooms. Uh, just that's a, fifteen bedrooms. A short ferry ride across the bay from San Francisco features a recording studio, underground sport court. Uh, sport court. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Sport court. Sport court. Sport court. <laughs> What's downstairs? Sport court. Uh, there's a pool and a sauna, an aquarium over a bathtub, sport and court. and uh, many other sport amenities. Court. Uh, the property sits on t- <laughs> sport court on twenty thousand square foot plus lot, and uh, listing states that the sale will include an. An aggregate and a sport court. Aggregate of three separate parcels totaling more than two acres. This uh, So this is an infinity pool that he has. It looks like in the back, right? Am I seeing that as a wall or is that this thing? I can't tell. It's pretty cool. 15,000 feet. It's a, uh, um, um, I must assume the view is very good. Uh, yeah. It's, unless <laughs> you it's, think? Yeah. Well, look, look on the other side. You can see the bay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But on the side that, where the camera's facing, it's a, it's a BJ's. Oh, he's facing he's a so BJ's? <laughs> if he needs stuff, he can get it there in bulk. Yeah, uh, the property owner prefers property property owner prefers to sell all three parcels in one <laughs> transaction, <laughs> but for the right price. Oh my God. May consider selling them separately. It's been so. a tough two days, hasn't By it? By the way, it has been. So he lives there. Uh, James Hetfield moved to Colorado. Kirk Hammett lives in both Hawaii and the Bay Area, and Robert Tuillo lives in Los Angeles. So they're spread out all over the place. Mm. Uh, and then one last story. Uh, the long wait is over for Hart. They're reuniting after a three-year hiatus plagued by family issues. Um, they're doing a 39-city summer trek dubbed the Love Alive Tour. Yeah, they had uh, they were fighting. Oh, um, they hated each other. Yeah, yeah there which was, was so sad. There were some threatening things that took place. Uh, but the summer run takes its name from the band's 1977 track from their classic Little Queen album. Uh, joining the Heart Tour will be alternating special guests, uh, Cheryl Crow and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, along with openers L. King, Brandy Carlisle, and Lucy Silvas. Uh, and they're going to oh. be at the BB&T Pavilion August 2nd. I think our sister station, Ben, is uh, sponsoring their, that event. Well, very nice. That's their summer bender. Yeah. Uh, but so. that's that's an interesting lineup because Brandy Carlisle, who I just became obsessed with uh, after the Grammys, she's a country artist. Yes. Is she? Yeah. She's and, a, well, she dabbles. She'll, she'll be a singer. She's a dabbler? Like, yeah. I mean, she literally, uh, like, uh, Pearl Jam has covered her stuff. She's really good friends with Mike McCready, so she crosses over okay. into the rock world. And she was on the Monsters of Dabble Tour. Yeah. <laughs> they dabbled hard when they we dabble. We came to dabble. Hey, Philadelphia, we're coming to dabble. 
<laughs> it's a double dabble tour. The monster. dabble all over your face. Monster. We're not even going to let you clean it off. Okay, and that's music news for you. Is that enough? Art. Every good. I think that's I it. Okay. Yeah, I think right. we've dabbled Thank enough. Yeah. Thank you. We've dabbled, and now we dibble. On to Tattoos Day. Yes. During the course of the morning show, there's been a tattoo that has been administered to a listener. His name is Jim, so we welcome Yay! Jim. How are you, Jim? I'm doing well. Uh, you're very, very quiet, Jim. Am I? Yes. Do I need to get closer? You can get a little bit closer there. Uh, where are you from, Jim? I am from Delaware. In Delaware. And listen, you came on the right day because we have amongst us here in the studio... A gentleman who was just on Ink Master Season 7. This is Chris Shockley. How are you, Chris? I'm doing all right. Good. Nice to meet you. We were just talking. If you don't mind, Jim, we're going to chat a little bit with uh, with Chris, and then we'll find so out. So shut up. Your tattoos. <laughs> just sit there and shut up. Sound no, like my boss. No dabbling. <laughs> no, but uh, we were just talking about Ink Masters uh, Season 11, which it just finished up. Yes. Uh, yeah, we just finished uh, shooting the season finale in December. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually aired. It, it's, it's, there's been so many iterations of this, and we've talked to people throughout the years that it's been on, but you used, and we were talking about this off air, you start to lose sight of which season you're in because they're, they actually shoot two a year? Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they shoot uh, two a year. Um, you know, I don't know too, too much about it. Yeah. I'm, Actually, never really watched the show <laughs> until I got on. There you go. Like, yeah. You know what? They probably like that. Yeah, they were pretty upset about that. Actually, they, they were, were upset. Were they? Kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think you see with, the, with shows like that. A lot of times, uh, people come in. It's like the real world. I don't know if you remember the real world, but after in the first couple of seasons, it was very cool. But then people came in and, and they were characters. They became. I want to be that guy who was in this season. So if you come in with a fresh approach, I think that would play better. You know? Yeah. I mean, the way I. The way I looked at it, I didn't have a job at the time. Yeah. I just lost my job. I got hit up. So I was like, yeah, sure. Hmm. I'll, I'll do a show. So, I mean, I don't have anything else better to do. And <laughs> right. I kind of need to pay my bills. So. How does it work? You guys all live in a house together? and Yeah. And, and like, what are the days like? Uh, Stressful. Yeah. Stressful to say the long? least. Long? Yeah, very long. Um, I mean, it's multiple days to, you know, shoot just to get, like, one good episode done. Hmm. Um. Tons of work. The flash challenges, they're stressful. I mean, this season, it was teams, so you had to work with another group of people that you never met before, and uh, hopefully, you know, do better than the other teams. So you have to rely on, yeah, because normally it's your own talent and you're responsible for your own work. I have to ask you, do they, as with other shows, reality shows like this, do they keep you up as long as they can to get you sort of... um uh, talkative and pissed off and agitated well there's certain little things that yeah. i mean i don't know if the producers did it <laughs> on purpose but like trying to eat anything like they they provide us with food and stuff but when we're shooting because you're working for like five six hours at a time yeah like they'll order the food while we're working and then by the time we actually get it it's all cold and like <laughs> so so let me ask you also with that so the people who come in and, and that you work on What's their what's their deal when you when you do tattoos on you know the canvases the, the canvases, uh, the canvases? Yeah. well they're I'm they tell us like a little bit of what they want and then uh, the judges they'll tell us also like well you have to do this and this there's two or three different challenges that you got to hit on each tattoo okay and then as artists you got to figure out well how am I going to make this work 
So, I mean, for me, it wasn't too bad just because I've worked in a walk-in shop for the past eight years. Right. So that's just daily Standard life. stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, you have to do all sorts of different styles and, oh, yeah. and all that. And Ones that might be outside of your comfort zone, too, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but you're fairly young. I mean, you talk about uh, some of these guys that have uh, been in the business for, oh, yeah. you know, as long as you've been alive. But you're, you're 27. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of, you know quick rise to uh to prominence here no i mean i started out when i was 17 like 17 18 i was in high school uh i didn't really know what i wanted to do with my life but Mm -hmm. i knew i didn't really want to work at a desk job and And here you are yeah i googled it i I want to know so (laughs) the work is pretty amazing appearing on the show and you know I, i think uh from what i hear you would have gone further if your team didn't stab you in the back um yeah Okay. Yeah. I don't know how they stabbed you in the back. What, can you talk about that? They literally yeah. stabbed you in the back. <laughs> literally. Literally. Yeah, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, well, I made it to the top six. We were, it was uh, three of us going against each other, all on the same team. And uh, we all had to do a color realistic bouquet of flowers. Now, I figured, yeah, I can do that. I mean, I don't really like doing it, yeah. but I can. Yeah. So I found a good reference, went off of that. Tried to do the tattoo the best I could, and the general consensus was that it was one of the best tattoos of the day. But uh, the team, I guess they formed an alliance against me while I wasn't around and basically said, yeah, we got to get him out of here. Wow. Well, okay, yeah. so hey. so get rid of the, the best guy. The, the biggest competition. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was on the team. Yeah, so bastards. But regardless, a... I mean, you're, you're out there kind of getting your name and, and your work out there. So so that was done. As a result, you're, you know, you're in the shadows of Philadelphia. Yes. You know, and I, listen, I watch a ton of basketball. And their artwork is all, all these NBA players all over the place. Is anybody uh, of prominence in the city of Philadelphia hit you up as a result of you being on Ink Masters? Not or cur- master. Not currently. I mean, I've tattooed professional athletes before, mm-hmm. like before the show and all. Um, I've got to tattoo like a couple like really awesome people. Give um, us, give us a who if you can mention who who oh, have yeah. you done have in the in the uh, like the NBA. Or Jim just raised his hand. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I tattooed. Uh, was it Mike Daniels? I I've been close friends with him for quite a long time. Well, most of his family they all grew up like with us out in uh, Jersey. Right. I mean, I tattooed him. Um, tattooed a couple people on the Raiders. Okay, on uh, is it the Cardinals? A couple other teams. Yeah, nice. all right, nice, excellent. That's cool, man. You look. I I know we've never met before. You look familiar. Does anybody ever tell you you look like somebody or the famous? Who yeah, I get that pretty frequently. What do you get? Um, now I get John Legend. Okay, there it is. You got John the baby Legend. face. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, when my hair was longer, I used to get Corbin Blue. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Corbin Burnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple different people. Okay. All right. Funny. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, let me let me ask Jim about uh, the ink that you got. This is a really cool retro uh, tattoo that you got. Describe that, please. Uh, yeah. Um. Pretty much. I got the uh, rocket on there. It's it's not done. I want to get flames and smoke going across my back. So it's like a classic fifties uh, sci-fi rocket. Yes. All right. And yeah. based on any particular movie or any. Uh, 
Just no, a, I just liked it. You just liked it. Okay. Right. And he has uh, the WMMR logo on there, Preston and Steve indicated. So it's on the back of, it's on his tricep, essentially. So you want to be able to hold your arm up like this and then have the, the exhaust shoot across your back? Well, I've got three tattoos now and I can't look directly at any one of them. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. so why not? So I guess it's for so. you guys. Wow. Interesting. Uh, it's it's a cool looking tattoo. You can really get that, that chrome uh, feel from the shading off of it. It's really neat. Um, uh, what do you do for a living, by the way, Jim? I make legs. You make legs? legs Prosthetic other, legs? Yes. Oh, I, I heard legs. custom medical devices. Okay. Do you? Oh, okay. Yes. You have any factory throwaways that you do or any extras that we could, uh... <laughs> factory throwaways. <laughs> I mean, couldn't we could, we could, yeah, we anything you leg. have. Don't you have a thing where you try and get things in the mail without yes. packaging? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, I'll all right, all right. I got something in mind. Send us something. I got something yes. in mind. Uh, I didn't know you were into that. I know somebody who works in the uh, in the field. Well, like like, like you know prosthetic legs yeah. and some of that. Sure. Yeah, okay. We all can right. we can build our own uh, killbot. Yeah. So while while we're here, can I thank my boss John Horn? Please of do. Yes. Independence Prosthetics and Orthotics because you know I got the email and it's like, dude, can I go? And he's like, go. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Great. Good boss. And, and I right now there's someone co-workers. hobbling around because you're here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. That's awesome, and it's very cool. Yes, and I get to help people. That's yes, cool. that's a very good thing. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you're kind of a free agent right now. I'm not working out of any shops, so you do, like, guest spots in other shops, and, and, and you do the uh, the tattoo convention scene? Yes. All right, so how can we find you? Um, You can find me on my Instagram, my website, or on Facebook. Okay. Um, My Instagram, it's Chris Shockley Tattooer 2. Um, yeah, I've been doing guest spots and doing conventions, like going through the convention circuit, especially through Villain Arts for, what is it, the past couple months now. It's been okay. pretty crazy. Cool. Or else and- just step outside and go, <clears throat> Well, and you'll also be at the, uh, at the convention this weekend, right? Yes. I'll okay. be at the Philly convention. Huge. Yeah, it's crazy. I think there's going to be like between 900 and 1,000 different artists there. So yeah. it's going to be a pretty epic event. <laughs> so that's uh, this weekend, the 15th through the 17th Pennsylvania Convention Center. And you can go to villainarts.com and, and get it. And that's our buddy Troy at work. Yes, very up. cool. Wow, well, listen, nice to meet you, man. Thanks for coming by here this morning. Thank you very much for and having me. Can, I really appreciate it. Any Anytime. Continued success. So let's hear it for both Chris yes. and Jim, guys. Chris Shockley and Jim. And we will post all the information uh, so you can get a hold of Chris if you want to on uh, PrestonSteve.com and get some work done. We need to take a break. And as we are taking a break, I want to give away my last Dunkin' Donuts uh, $50 gift card. We'll take caller number uh, 21 at 215-263-WMMR. $50 gift card. Don't forget to try something new this Valentine's Day. Say it with donuts. New heart-shaped donuts, bling sprinkles, and cookie dough and brownie batter. Double-filled donuts in stores now at Dunkin'. Preston and Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. And we'll be right back. MMR rocks. Enough said. On uh, Tuesday morning, President Steve show about to come to a close for us. And uh, moving on with a uh, gentleman who we have in our studio. I'll introduce him in just a moment. I do want to thank uh, both listener Jim and our tattoo artist Chris Shockley yes. for being here this morning. Very nice. And uh, being a part of uh, Tattoos Day and Ink Master Season 11. Watch Chris on that. Watch his friends stab him in the back, his teammates. And by the way, yes, uh, Jim wanted me to mention, who got the tattoo, wanted me to mention the 6Bs social network, which he's a part of, a uh, group of guys that uh, ride motorcycles, and they, they come to the camp out for hunger every year and help oh. out. And uh, They were here this last time around. They also just go around and, and help out in community events and people who need assistance and stuff like that. So really good stuff. <clears throat> so thank you for being here this morning. And now, Brent Poor. Hey. Hey. 
everybody. Hey, man. Day number two. Day number two. Uh, of uh, two weeks yeah. in the uh, Pierre Robert slot. Yes, sir. Uh, in played some really cool Rush tunes yesterday, which I is did. awesome. I'm sure you have some other things in store. Yeah. Um, but let's do let's do the letter first. On it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. By the letter A as in Apache. Ah. Nice. <laughs> you guys worked that out, didn't you? All right. We're going to give away a four-pack of tickets to see Disturbed with Three Days Grace, presented by WMMR, Monday, February 18th, Wells Fargo Center. And you can listen to Jackson all this week for more chances to win and to qualify for the grand prize, which could be you doing security detail and escorting the band on stage, plus an autographed set list. Tickets are on sale now. Details, rules, and uh, links at WMMR.com, by the way. Uh, so, did you did you hit any slick spots on the way in? It wasn't too bad. Okay. Uh, you know, it was more so rain coming from Delco, coming from my part of Delco anyway, down City Avenue. But still definitely some slick spots out there. You know, Looks windy the out there. Stuff, yeah. yeah but, of course, everybody forgets how to drive regardless of, of course. <laughs> what of it course. is outside. Yeah. So Bill Weston, man about town, is in, in the studio. He said it was actually pretty fu- easy getting in. Okay. But floating around that 32-degree temperature mark. I guess it depends on where you are, because like Kathy was saying, over in Jersey, they're getting some really, really slick areas. So Yeah, well, you look at it. The, uh, so I'm looking at City Line here, and it's uh, you can usually tell traffic, you know, density, and it's, it seems kind of light. Yeah, yeah, looking down... King's Grant here. I can see a lot of cars out on, on City Ave, but... Yeah. Who the ah, hell? Ah, hell. Ah, hell. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> ah, hell. Uh, so, what do you have in store for the peeps, sir? A lot of stuff today, actually. Workforce blocks. We're going to do the doors for Rayman Eric's birthday. Uh, P.O.D., because that's one uh, Bill requested. Also, uh, some Bush. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do a concert announcement, give or take, right around noon. Ooh. Uh-huh. And uh, double shots all day. Oh, and one more thing. I will have tickets to KG Elephant, Beck, and Spoon uh-huh. at BB&T. Win them before you can buy them. Nice. All right. Stay tuned. And uh, Brent's got it taken care of. So I want to uh, thank our sponsors. Preston C Show today has been brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also, Armor Metals and Recycling. For all your metal and computer recycling needs. Uh, tomorrow on our program, we are going to go live on Fox Good Day. We do that on Wednesdays. We also have comedian slash host Sid Wilder. Yes, she is really, really, really smart. Okay. I don't, actually, she's hot. And I just wanted to say that she was smart first. But uh, she's <laughs> really, really pretty. <laughs> All right. I'm not rewinding that. Uh, okay. So, Sid Wilder will be joining us tomorrow. She's really, really, <laughs> really, really smart. Um, and as we're leaving, you know what? I'm going to give away some um, movie passes. I love I love when I have the opportunity to give something away right at the very end of the program. Uh, so, you can go see this movie, uh, Fighting With My Family. Family. And- Family. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is the producer, and it's uh, Wednesday, February 20th at 730 at UA King of Prussia. Uh, five callers, 215-263-WMMR. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day. Music's over. Bye-bye. Yay!